Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, April 21st, 2022, and this sports show shall commence right now. Yeah! Thank you all so much for joining us here on this glorious Thursday. Everybody's here. The Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt at Boston Go- uh, Connor. Before we even get going here, I do need to uh, address something. Ty, there's a new John Wayne Gacy Netflix documentary. <laughs> no, yeah. and it is, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, oh, basically. No. It's called the John Wacy, uh, or John Gacy Tapes or Tapes something, or something yeah. like that. Ooh. And he actually says in the only video I have seen from this particular documentary that is out, Hi, I'm John Wayne Gacy. I murder people and put them in my basement. I'm from Waterloo, Iowa. Ooh. That is literally... Uh, so the middle, I think they missed the middle sentence. Yeah, that I, I don't remember that. Well, no, I mean, no. I, that's what I thought he was saying. But, there. Hello, I'm John Gacy. I'm from Waterloo, Iowa. And I want to let you know, that is damning. Yikes. That, not only was he the man of the year in Waterloo, yeah. here he is saying, <clears throat> this is where I'm from. This is the... This is the town that created me. Mm-hmm. This is where I took the tractor another round. Another round. Another round. And that tractor was humans that he was yeah. mauling and putting in his basement from Waterloo, Iowa, the same beautiful town that we we know you are from. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to your dad at your wedding, and he was like, he was not from fucking Waterloo, Iowa, oh. your dad. And you've maintained your innocence this entire time. Brand new footage, alternate angle of this murderer, Ooh. directly from Waterloo, Iowa. Oh, no. What are we doing with this whole thing? Well, if you watched it, which I did, I watched the first two episodes last night. I'm not, uh, I'm not thrilled with the way the filmmakers kind of just <laughs> popped this in here because he was not born in Iowa. He moved there later in life. He did it, married someone. Her, her dad bought three KFC franchises. They moved from Illinois to Iowa for him to run the franchise. He's first cook. chef. Yeah. First chef. And he a morning meal in the afternoon. Chef, yes. mm-hmm. he, at the Waterloo JCs, he made people refer to him as the colonel. And uh, they actually <laughs> did. That is, but That's how he won man of the year. It, probably great fundraiser. But as I was watching it, I tell you what, there's a person in there who graduated from my high school. Boy, very uncomfortable. I mean, it's just... <laughs> oh, starting to settle in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, wow. it, it really... That's that's why when I saw that, you know, and I'm getting a bomb of just a barrage of tweets, this guy's not from Waterloo, okay? We can't do this. I had... You know what? If, if John Wayne Gacy's from Waterloo, then the headquarters of Deer are from Waterloo as well. That's that's a stipulation that I'm going to make because this is bullshit. Oh, we don't fucking claim this guy, okay? He's a sack of shit. He didn't actually kill anybody in Waterloo either. If well, we don't know. No, no, no. In the day, they used to be able to say, "No, I didn't." They were like, "All right, case closed." No, think, well, that's literally what used to happen. Was in the, the chicken, day. dude. If you watch it, he certainly tried to. He certainly tried to, but he didn't get the job done. But I think it was, you know, like when you're watching that, and I like things pop up, and it's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Like I know where that's at. That's very. It, it was. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it, was, it was very dangerous. Congrats damning. to Waterloo, having yeah. John Wayne yeah, He's not from Waterloo. Waterloo but he said you it. put that back yeah, up? Fox? Give the man yeah. his flowers. He was from Waterloo. <laughs> Listen, this guy literally says. I'm from, oh, sorry, I'm from <laughs> Waterloo, Iowa. Living huh? is what he should have, you know, there should have been an asterisk. I live in Waterloo. Yeah, but home is where your heart is, and he had about 100 hearts in Waterloo, Iowa. At least, and then he went over to Illinois and put up another 50 stack. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ty. Jeez, Ty. Yeah. Thanks, from, Waterloo, Iowa. He's from Illinois, Zito. Yeah, see, that's what I don't he understand He started either. all Waterloo. Zito, you know, just scampers right on by. This guy was built in Illinois, did most of his heavy lifting in Illinois, and here I am taking traction because... 
Listen, we're not saying it. We're just telling yeah. you what John yeah. said. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? Okay, the, chef's the, the most profitable KFC franchise <laughs> in the nation. So, yeah, they're sending people out there and say, how is this guy making the chicken so goddamn good? Everyone's going to this place. I'm sick of it. He's not from Waterloo, okay? He's a big Hawkeyes fan, too. He was not a Hawk. He was not a Hawk. We'll see if any Iowa State Cyclones do any uh, investigating into Waterloo, Iowa, mm-hmm. to see if he was big-time-go-Hawks guy. He was not this guy I love Kirk's dogs. Yeah. No, Kirk, Kirk's dogs. He was wearing the black and yellow Zubas yet. pants. And yeah. It's a tough day to be water wow. Iowa. Wow. Wow. Man. So bad. Whew. Is he still there? Let's have a moment of silence for Waterloo, Iowa. He was executed, you asshole. In Waterloo? <laughs> In Waterloo? No. So did, they send it, did they send his body back home to Waterloo? Yeah, they did. We sent him right back. Yeah. Did they have a moral Take your shit back. That's what he said. For I man of the year. Excuse me? Did Anyways, they have a memorial parade? Just real quick. This is real inside our show stuff. A lot of people probably weren't even watching when this all was happening. Mm -hmm. John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer. Mm -hmm. He murdered a lot of people back in the day, back whenever people were murdering people on a regular basis and nobody knew because there was no such thing as the internet or brains, it felt like. Investigations happened. There was a lot of great detectives, but literally they could get put off a scent just by somebody taking their shoe off and going in a different direction. John Wayne Gacy had like 30, 40 bodies in his basement. They were just covering it up with soil and more soil, and he was running like uh, the town square, basically, this guy. In that documentary... It was very clear that he started in Waterloo, Iowa. Yeah, that is shame. not very and clear. As we damn watched shame. this entire thing, we thought to ourselves, we had to. Literally, we were forced to think to ourselves, holy shit, we know somebody from Waterloo, Iowa. Yeah. Ty Schmidt. And since that moment, all the way through last night when this was sent into the group text, we had thought that Waterloo, Iowa was maybe painted wrongly. Yeah. And the people of Waterloo did not deserve any type of like, connection to the serial killer this terrible clown that was just murdering and murdering and murdering even though he was the man of the year in waterloo mm-hmm. voted man of the year in waterloo. The waterloo jc's it wasn't a unanimous you know hey this is the best guy in waterloo no well he Seems won the like award it. waterloo man so we thought for a long time maybe we misjudged the importance of waterloo into John Wayne Gacy's life. Maybe Waterloo didn't empower this man to think he was untouchable to go on and kill all the people he did. We felt bad for a year or two, didn't we? Very. We literally felt bad because you're from uh, Waterloo. We've met now your family yeah, from Waterloo. Good people. Fucking great people. Yeah. Turns out you guys create one of the worst people of all time. And fucking John Wayne Gacy. Right here. He's from Waterloo, Iowa. Terrible. I don't feel bad anymore. No. Nope. Okay, I want to let you know. Waterloo, Iowa needs to tighten the fuck up. Okay. You guys need to stop handing out this man of the year award to serial killers, okay? Because that's what you guys are doing mm-hmm. to our entire society. I ain't about. I loved Waterloo, Iowa. Then I heard about Waterloo, Iowa. A lot of questions about Waterloo, Iowa. Then you kind of settle those things down. It's not about Waterloo, Iowa. Now we're out more alternate angles. It is all Waterloo, Iowa. My it's God. not about Waterloo, <laughs> Iowa. Listen, we can put a pin in this for you know one final time. He's a sack of shit, okay? He got there. He invented the KFC Double Down, which is a lot of people, you know, one of their favorite sandwiches when you look at the pantheon of great two fast food chains. Yeah, two buns. chicken breasts, a piece of bacon, and some American cheese on there. So, yeah, he brought that. But I'll tell you what, I, I don't like how Illinois continues to skip by in this. And I can we talk about the parenting? I mean, his dad was a sack of shit. He's not from Waterloo. Why, you know, why are we not looking at them? His dad died of cirrhosis. Yeah, because he was drinking because he raised a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> He's bringing my home city's good name down. 
When did he become uh, JW? Because in here, he was just John Gacy. And I originally, when he became JW, thought that W stood for Waterloo. I thought it was John Waterloo. Waterloo Gacy. Gacy. Oh, yeah. You're right. But then we learned, remember, because we did learn there yeah. for a bit. We were, because the... We were hot. We were hot on this. Like, oh, yeah. Waterloo, Waterloo. And then uh, Ty got the fire hose out and was like, "Calm it down, boys. Yeah. Calm yeah. it down." Not He's from home. everywhere else. Now John Gacy, first chef guy who runs the morning meal and the afternoon meal at that KFC in Waterloo, Iowa. It's from Waterloo, Iowa. That's tough stuff. That's tough. It's going to be hard to forget about that, but we will yeah. because we know you and the other good people of Waterloo do not deserve this type of representation. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I just don't want that to get, you it know. It did sound like you were claiming the double down, though, out of Waterloo as if it was something yeah. like you were proud of. There. Well, it's a great sandwich. Can't pick and choose. And it was a genius idea. It was a great sandwich. It was a genius idea. But again, he didn't even buy these fucking KFCs himself, so how do I know that there isn't some unheralded cook? somewhere that he just took all the credit for and like, killed yeah. and put in the well in the no because he doesn't have any bodies in iowa we don't know that unconfirmed i'll, I'll take that to my grave no bodies in iowa those are all in illinois <laughs> <laughs> just wait for episode four all right let's talk about sports ten digs is here uh one half of the hammer done cowboys we have something very interesting today when it comes to the gambling ranks and that's odds that we will not be able to bet on yeah, but we do know of so the Debo Samuel news of him asking for his trade from the San Francisco 49ers yesterday came out of nowhere to all of us I mean honestly it felt like whole the best offseason of all time couldn't get any better how could it get better oh how about like 50% of the offense for the NFC championship team back to back to back to back years of the San Francisco 49ers Debo Samuel saying I don't want to be here anymore get me the hell out of here this following Adam Schefter basically telling the world on ESPN via Akash a Navarathan's tweet where he said that Adam Schefter said that the Niners would give him the contract. We all know what the contract is. It is what it is. They would give him the money today if they had to or tomorrow if need be. But Debo's the one that's kind of put a halt to this entire thing. So that kind of raised some speculation because that made us think about Lamar in Baltimore. That made us think about other potential contract situations on why would somebody not want the money right now? Oh, it must mean they don't want to be there. It was our initial thought. And then it came out, Debo does not want to be in San Francisco. Debo also does not want to be a running back anymore. He just wants to be a traditional wide receiver. I wonder if that has come because the Niners told him they weren't going to pay him for his running back duties. So he and his uh, agent, Toby McGuire, Toby Darby, Tony Darby, Jerry Maguire. Tory Tory Danby. Tory Danby of CAA, who also represents uh, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. I wonder if the reason why he doesn't want to play running back anymore, even though he's incredibly talented at it, and that is a massive piece of why Debo Samuel has become such a pivotal part of their offense over there, is because whenever they made him an offer, and this kind of squeaked out, whether it was through Rappaport or other reporting, that would have made him one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. But obviously, that is not accounting for the running back duties in which he took 60 extra hits on 60 more carries as a running back this past season, being electrifying, being tough to account for. So we think, I think personally, and I'm going to have to be pulled off of this uh, mightily, I think the reason why he is stating and his team is stating that he no longer wants to be a running back is because he was not offered to be paid for both of his duties. One of the highest paid wide receivers, and also here's a tax for me to play running back for you guys of an extra $3 million, $5 million a year, whatever he thinks it's worth. That was not even offered. Only the wide receiver numbers were offered, and he and his team said, well, I'm not going to take 60 more fucking big-time collisions if I'm not going to get paid for it, and I'm only going to get paid for what I do at the slot or what I do outside. So I think that was a business decision that was being made. I assume another team 
that is in on Debo Samuel and the odds out of FanDuel uh, that we are not able to bet because these cannot be regulated in any other state other than Colorado and they're not going to put it up in Colorado. Uh, the 49ers would be favored as the landing for Debo Samuel this upcoming season. The Jets plus 350. That's Ooh. the Bob uh, Sala thing. And also they were in on Tyree Kill. Yeah. So you would think that the Jets would want a weapon and they know uh, Debo Samuel rather well. Colts plus 400. Here we whoa, go. Whoa, whoa. Here whoa. we go. This is the Colts. Uh, this is the FanDuel Sportsbooks odds makers creating odds for this if they had to create odds, even though we're not able to bet on it. So shout out to FanDuel's odds makers making something that doesn't matter to them at all. Saints plus 800. Packers plus 950. Here we go, boys. Chiefs plus 1200. Cowboys. Cowboys plus 1350. Now, the Cowboys are an interesting one because Debo Samuel, he liked the tweet. Yeah, what? Whoa. A Cowboys tweet? Yeah, he did. He liked yeah. the tweet, uh, basically putting him uh, to the Cowboys. Getting an update now from the internet world, if you would like that. He unliked that tweet oh. as well. Because oh, no. did that give away leverage for Debo Samuel? Oh, Everybody thinking he wants to go to the Cowboys or other teams not getting interested or no, other teams not getting involved. A couple follow-ups here. We don't believe... Uh, Debo has a no trade contract or clause in his contract, so the Niners could potentially trade him to anywhere. We've also heard follow ups that they they have all the control. They don't want to trade him. They're not going to trade him if they don't want to trade him. They don't have to trade him. It's an interesting situation because I would assume every team in the NFL is excited about getting Debo. But you know, if you get Debo, you got to give something up, and you're going to have to pay him. And if you want him to be a running back, which is what we've seen him also play and be dynamic as, you're going to also have to pay him on top of. That and the wide receiver thing. That's how I view it. I might be wrong. I, I agree with you 100%. And I think it's rare that a player is universally beloved. And I think Debo Samuel last year was universally beloved by pretty much every fan base besides probably the ones in the NFC West. But And I think that was because of of how he plays and how he is a bowling ball. And, and, he, and he was playing that running back position because a lot of, of the 49ers running backs got hurt last year. But I get where he's like, if you're only going to pay me wide receiver money, I'm only going to do wide receiver things. Is there any way that you can put in his contract incentives, be like for yes. every 10 carries you get an extra million dollars or something? The like? amount of incentives that are in contracts, I think we're kind of exposing now as we go through these contracts being announced. Like, hey, he just signed for six years, $120 million now. The $100 million of that is all have to be earned and blah, blah, blah. I would assume there's easy ways to add a percentage of run plays bonus yeah, yeah. you yeah. know how mm -hmm. much of the what happens to the run game if he comes in there how often does he get the ball behind the line of scrimmage there's all those things that they can put in there i but all word out of that camp over the last what 13 hours or so is that he he just wants to be wide receiver he doesn't want to be a running back anymore it has to be because he doesn't think he's going to be able to get paid as a running back and also a high-end wide receiver which is good business and that's in the middle of the decisions he's making right now well and the Niners might have added that to the contract like maybe they did change their mind but if he's not going to come to the table at San Fran then it doesn't really matter it feels like it's already kind of a done deal he's not going to be playing in San Francisco next year and if the Jets offer one of their top 10 picks and then you know a couple more in the second and third round it's hard not to imagine he'll probably end up being a Jet. Bygones can be bygones, especially sure. with money when money is involved. Yeah. But Le'Veon Bell said, hey, if he sits out next year, so I guess Lev is just going automatically to what Le'Veon did. Le'Veon mm -hmm. Bell was one of the only ones in recent memory who have actually said, yeah, fuck, I ain't playing. I'm going to hold out. Oh, are you? Okay, we'll see you around week four, I guess, whenever you get bored <laughs> yeah. or broke or whatever. Le'Veon Bell's like, no, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to go down to Miami. I'm going to drop an album. I'm at an album release party. I'm going to uh, float around on yachts. There's going to be a lot of thoughts around. I'm going to be on jet skis. 
People are going to say, I gained weight, right. and I'll come back next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did, by the way, end up getting right. more guaranteed money the next year from oh, yeah. holding out. He said if Debo doesn't play this year, one thing the 49ers are going to make sure of is to feed someone else the ball and make it seem as if they don't need Debo. When in reality, we all know the truth. But if Debo doesn't play, they'll try and make it seem like the backup is just as good. This is Le'Veon Bell saying this is the bullshit of the NFL. Because Debo, if he does hold out, Debo is basically getting punished for doing too much and helping the team win. Debo just needs to stay out of the backfield. That's Le'Veon Bell saying if they're not going to pay you to take the hits uh, that the running backs take, don't fucking do it. It's real, though. That is a good business uh, tactic. Now, if Shanahan and that offense find somebody else that is a wide receiver and they start hammering him that ball and giving him the ball and they start having a glimmer of the success that Debo was having. What Le'Veon Bell is saying is they're going to try to devalue Debo Samuel if he does sit out and leave. And I would assume he's saying just like they tried to do to me, basically, uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's what happened in Pittsburgh. I don't recall that happening. But that would be something that a spiteful team or a spiteful coach or GM would attempt to do because it's probably best for business to have a wide receiver that can run the ball just like Debo was able to do it. And it makes them look a lot smarter than the player Debo Samuel. Follow-up. If he holds out, that means they wouldn't trade him? Yeah. Yeah. Are we at a time now where people wouldn't just trade somebody? I feel like we are in a time now where everybody trades everybody. I think so. Especially with that you get this close to the draft and a team just does say, fuck it, hey, we'll give you a top 10 pick. It's like, all right, well, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. You can get a replacement so easy. Like, If you get a top 10 pick, you're going to get one of those top three wide receivers most likely, too. Yeah, you think that's a replacement for Debo Samuel? That's what De- that's what Le'Veon Bell was just saying. Yeah, yeah I mean... That's but, literally what the Le'Veon Bell was just saying, Connor. Definitely not someone that equals Debo Samuel, but they have an unbelievable rookie running back from last year, Elijah Mitchell. Like, if they're just trying to replace Matt wide receiver and then you get that, you know, five-year contract on a rookie deal, like, it definitely gives you a little more breathing room than a $30 million, maybe twenty. $25 million a year Debo would work. There's zero chance the Colts get him because we got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. and But we do need weapons. But Jarvis yeah. Landry's still out there. Odell Beckham Jr. still out there. I mean, there's a lot of weapons still out there. Not that Debo's market will not be a big one. I feel like a lot of people want Debo on their team. But at this stage, with that, with what they know it's going to cost, I wonder what's going to happen in this whole thing. Go ahead, Tom. Um, maybe Lev's talking about, so the year that he did sit out in 2018, James Conner went to the Pro Bowl. I don't yeah, and you guys fed James Conner. He had, he had 100 less carries than what Le'Veon had the year before. But, I mean, yeah, he was he was the number one running back. But then after Lev sat out, he was he never was the, the same guy or anything. Well, he went to the Jets with yeah. Adam Gase. Gase. Yeah. Make out a stink. Went to the Chiefs. He was like third string. Yeah. Is that his fault? I don't know. You tell yeah, me. Probably. Went to the Bucks. Didn't he go to the Bucks yep. for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Went to the Ravens, Ravens. for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Was he on the Chiefs for a little bit? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Third string or whatever. That's third string's generous. He was. What are you talking about? A fourth, fifth. He made some absolute bangers, though. (laughs) He did. Speaking of bangers, uh, the Knuckleheads podcast with um, the guy that's about to join us, Darius Miles, is an absolute banger. Mm -hmm. And the NBA is in the middle of their Lombardi season right now. Mm -hmm. And last night, we had some epic clashes. Big time games. Some players disappeared that we thought would maybe rise up. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, 13-year NBA vet podcast host legend quentin richardson what's up dude 
Appreciate you guys, as always. Hey, man, everybody's saying that the NBA is creeping into the NFL because the players have more control now. Are you keeping a lot up with any of that? Debo said he wants traded. He's probably going to get traded. Tyreek Hill wanted traded. He got traded. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams wanted traded. He got traded. Do you do you take that as a slight or good business of NBA players? Good business. I'm not. Hey, listen, I'm all for players, uh, you know, in all sports, getting they getting their money and getting they just do. Because we know as players and athletes, once we can't play anymore, they, all the money for that from that lane is gone. We got to find something else. So when you can get it, get it while getting is good. Absolutely. Your piece of gum, man. Once the flavor runs out, they will <laughs> and they will get another piece of gum right in their mouth immediately in all sports. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, Quentin. Last night. I mean, these NBA playoffs have been good. I mean, it, they have been good. And I don't know what it's like uh, on a normal basis, but just the score of another game up in the top corner gives me a little March Madness feel, too. Mm, I'm like, okay, okay, there's other games going on. It's happening every single night. Let's dive into what happened last night. Kyrie and KD, what happened in the garden? I know Kevin Durant scored 27 or something like that, yeah. but Kyrie only had 10 points. We thought that was going to be a big fuck Boston fest. How do you see that one playing out? Listen, I mean, you know, Boston handled their business, man. I think, you know, a lot is being made of, 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 you know, how KD and Kyrie fared and their numbers and things like that. But I don't think enough credit is being given to, you know, those that, that Celtic team, man. They, they're doing an outstanding job of, of, of throwing a lot of different looks at those guys, of KD in particular, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's seeing double teams. He's seeing different bodies, different size matchups. Ime Udoka is doing a wonderful job and, you know, the, obviously the players as well and, and, and to putting that game plan into effect and executing it the way they have these first two games. It's been like lockdown almost. Is this a, is it different? I haven't watched all season. I should be. And I know they, they made the rules a little bit uh, harsher after the international rules and what the NBA had become. Is there a lot of other teams that play defense like the Celtics or are they the number one defensive team in the NBA right now? Yeah, number one in the NBA. And that, I mean, we're seeing that on full display. I mean, they have, you know, long, rangy guys, six, eight, six, seven, six, nine wing players with, with long arm spans and stuff like that. And then when you get to the Al Horfords and the Dan Thices, these are big men, four or five men that, you know, can move their feet and can switch out onto perimeters and guard for three, four, five seconds in a, in a switch at the end of the clock situation. So, I mean, you're seeing Jason Tatum step up and show he can defend a lot more than he was giving credit for. Jalen Brown has been known as a great two way player. And, you know, Marcus Smart is the, is the first guard to win defensive player of the year since Gary Payton. So they're just playing all of that right now. I, I still don't think the series is over. I think going back to Brooklyn, you know, we're going to see a different KD, a different Kyrie. And I think they, they probably get game three. Can uh, defense win a championship in the NBA? I think defense is always a part of winning championships. It's never it's never not prevalent. I mean, I think it's probably underrated or underscored or, you know, kind of outshined by a, a great offensive performance. But whatever team normally wins, they always play great defense. A guy that loves the Celtics, obviously. Connor, I got a question for you. Yeah, Quinn, I have to ask because I, like you, think that Brooklyn and KD are probably going to figure it out. Like, how many different looks do they show him on, like, a game-to-game basis? Like, is there going to be a massive changeup? going into uh, Saturday for the Celtics against KD, or has he already seen everything and now he just kind of has to adjust his game? I think that's the that's the that's the great thing about the strategy that Boston is throwing at him. It's like even when you've seen it, they, they're not giving him a consistent diet of anything. Like he may come down a couple possessions and get a double team, and then the next possession they play him straight up with just shading and help. 
So it's like they're doing a lot of different things and, and they're executing it in a great way to, to you know, to kind of keep him off balance and keep him from finding a groove and getting used to them doing this or that. That's why I say the strategy is so good because they're not they're not staying consistent. They're switching it up. They may go back to it or come back to this or that, but they're throwing them off balance. They're not giving them four, five, six plays of the same thing in a row. So who has to step up their role players for the Nets? Is that kind of how that goes? Like in the NFL, if you double a guy, it's almost like, all right, this guy is just being deemed out of the fucking game. Like maybe even a triple. Like defenses can do that. So everybody else has to kind of lift their load. Is that kind of how what, what has to happen for the Nets? Or do you just think KD will figure it out and be able to do what he has to do even though he's getting fucked with? I think KD and Kyrie will figure it out. I think they have to. I think when you look, when you talk about some of the role players, you think Bruce Brown had like 20-something points. He played out. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Bruce. He played great as a, as a role player. That's like all gravy train if he's going to get you 20-plus points. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we all know that KD and Kyrie are two of the most talented players on the planet. And the team is only going to go as far as they take them. So, ultimately, they have to step up and be big time like they always have been. And I, and I think they will. Man, I hope so, because watching last night was kind of a bu- They had a big lead there. Yeah. Huge. All right, oh, here yeah. we go. This yeah, is going. It, it, it and, was tough to watch. Yeah, and it was 420, obviously, so we're all doing our own different <laughs> things. I bounce away. I come back to the game, and yeah. it's like down four. All right, this is getting good. Then I end of the third quarter, I think I, I, I lost attention again. I went somewhere else. I came back. You guys were up like eight or seven with like five yeah. minutes left. I'm like, what the fuck? happened where did kevin durant and why was Kyrie not flipping off these boston scumbags what do you feel like what do you it was a different Kyrie, right did it feel like a different yeah, Kyrie? The, the thing that they reported about Kyrie is he's 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 uh doing ramadan right now so he had an eight and you could see at one point when when the sun set or whatever the sun went down he i guess that was like now he can go have something he ran to the back immediately and got some fruit and started trying to that's tough to go. They said it was like 13 and a half hours with no food or water. Then you come into a high pressure game like that. Like that's that's a, you know, as an athlete, you need your energy and your nutrition going into those games. And for him not to have it, I think that was, we saw the effects of that last night. Because we know when Kyrie, I mean, we know, we saw him the first game. We know what type of energy he had for that crowd. So, I mean, it was something that was holding him back from showing up in that way. I'm surprised he didn't pass out. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking when they reported it. I was like, no way. I was like, no way I could do this. Start seeing some stars. Start seeing some stars real quick. And then, like, all of a sudden, boom, you're just down. Especially because the amount of adrenaline that has to be running through Mm -hmm. there. Huh? Exactly. Wow, that's what. I mean, hey, if it's going to get you to heaven or whatever. That's right. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. (laughs) I I don't know. I I think God would be okay with you not being malnourished. Yeah, Yeah. dying out there. But, hey, I don't know. I don't know the religion well enough. I don't know any religion well enough. But nonetheless, go ahead, Tone. Uh, Q, Rich, one of the most fascinating things to me about the NBA playoffs is, like, you see Philly uh, blow out Toronto games one and two, and then they got to win on a buzzer beater. Uh, you see Memphis lose to uh, Minnesota game one, and then they blow them out game two. Same guys, same ball. Is it like? Is it motivation? Is it just making shots? Is it? Is it home court? Like, what's? How come you see these big fluctuations as far as like game scores? Man, I think sometimes that that's why the game has to be played, man. We as athletes know, like, that's why you go into the game knowing that you got a chance. You never know, like, some days you get up and. You don't feel your greatest. You don't feel the best as as though, you know, you can't, you think to yourself, like, not today. Like, you want to feel your greatest, but, like, sometimes that's just what happened. Like, sometimes guys don't make shots these games. You know what I'm saying? Like, for for the Minnesota-Memphis series, Minnesota came out and played a great game. Memphis could have been overlooking them or anything or whatever you want to call it, but 
they came back the second game and showed up the real Memphis, you know, but like, to me, that's the great thing about sports in general, because, you know, stats are stats and, you know, people think what they think and opinions are this and it's favorites and rankings and all that, but you still got to get out there and play the game every time. Hey, you got to show up and literally past performances cannot predict future outcomes. Mm, you you have to do it every single time. Even the goats, like Adam Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri, I got a very lucky to work with him every single day. Every single day it was like it was either his last day kicking or his first day kicking. It was like nothing matters. I've hit the biggest kicks of all time, but today that, that does not matter. If I miss four kicks right now, people call and say that I stink. It's crazy that some people are able to flip into that mode and some people aren't. That's a maturity process, I think, don't you? Isn't that a maturity throughout the uh, base, basically becoming a professional? Yeah, I think, you know, those guys that, that figured that out, I think that's what, what made LeBron so great for such a long time. He was somebody that figured that out from the from the very beginning of his career, and he was able to translate that to, like, you know, look at what he's doing now, redefining what a prime is and still performing at this high level because he's not, you know, resting on however many championships or whatever he's done in the past. He's still chasing greatness, trying to become the all-time leading scorer with Kareem, and the only way you can do that is to have that type of mentality, and then you find yourself – at the steps of these great feats and things like that because he's went, went about it that way for so long. Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso, best player of all time. How are they doing out there? You think Giannis is an animal, man. Hey, he is awesome to watch play basketball. He's just – it's literally like a hungry, hungry – that oop to himself off the backboard, that thing, if that's any other human, is shooting back – to half court, he gets his hands up somehow and grabs that thing. He could become, right? He's only getting better and better and better and better and better for the Bucks. He's a creative player. Every time you watch him play, you like, what is this? What is happening out here? Like the way he he dunks the ball, like how we dunk a Nerf rim in our back in our in our in our kids' room or something. Like that's like how he does the real NBA basket. It doesn't even look funny. Like either hand, left hand, boom, right hand, boom. It's just like. We've never seen, like you say, he he has a chance that by the time he finishes, he's going to be somewhere, as long as he stays healthy and has that longevity, he's going to be somewhere at the top of a lot of these all-time lists and things like that too because he has a relentlessness and a motor and a, the way that he competes and plays hard every single night. He's going to do nothing but yield all kind of crazy stats throughout his whole career. Go ahead, Ty. Kirich, we've seen all these videos of Zion, you know, in workouts, having these explosive dunks, and by all reports, he wants to play, and I don't think anyone thinks that they are actually, you know, they have a shot, but where's the disconnect there between him and the Pelicans? Like, do you think there's any chance he's going to play the remainder of this series, or, like, how does that whole thing shake out? Don't they want to get, like, get him in a competitive game? I, I would I mean I would think so, but I mean I, I, I literally like the thing that I don't like about the whole Zion and Pelican situation is that we have to go off like not solid information. We have to, you know, basically guess what's going on and, and, and hypothesize about what's happening and not really know because me as a player, I know that if I'm able to go out there and do dunks like that, I wanna play. Why would not be able to play? And, you know, but then to me as, as, as being in the front office and being a part of a front office in the, in the pro sports, if we if we're keeping him out, it's for a reason. So somewhere along the line, there's a disconnect between what he thinks and what they think and why he's not on the court. But at the end of the day, they could be trying to hold him back and do something for his own good because you haven't played it all year. 
you can't go and, and, and just crank up to, to what we've seen Zion be. That's that's setting himself to re-injure himself all over again if he's not okay. built himself physically up to the point to be able to withstand the pounding that it takes to go out there and compete at that level. And we've seen his body fail him when he's not in peak condition. So it's just so many unknowns that it's hard to really say what's going on because we we, we only have so much information and I don't I don't really know anything about it so you think zion might have a false confidence in his ability to go and play in an nba game right now because it is being reported what out of his camp that he's ready to go play but then the pelicans have steadfast said we're trying to ramp him up properly is that ramp up process real does it happen with everybody and do you think zion has a false confidence maybe i think i think us as young athletes we always have a false confidence of what we can and, and, and how we could go run through a wall and i think as far as like the ramp up thing is a real thing and it's it's it's, it's it, it goes on a you know an individual basis but when you look at somebody like him you would absolutely feel that he needs you know the the proper time to get ramped up into things with the previous injuries he's had they've all been back, knee, feet, you know what I'm saying? Like those type of things, You, you, when you're as heavy and as big and as strong and as powerful and you play the way he does, everything is a constant heavy load and explosion off everything and torque. You got to be in prime position to go back and, and, and perform at your best and not have anything ailing you because if you do, that's going to be something else that's going to that's gonna backfire on you. Whether It may not even be the same injury, but if you're overcompensating, yeah. it's going to be bound to happen and something else is going to happen. Well, we like to fucking see him play basketball. Please. <laughs> I would, too, because every time he get out there, he's been must-see TV. When he's on the court and he's healthy, he's been big time. That's the one thing we can say we know. Yeah, like triple-double king. He's shooting like 65 70% or whatever. Just getting the ball. And then, he, by the way, he passes, too. Like, he's... Yeah. Uh, He's got a little magic in there. Does it all? Hey, magic's <laughs> hey, magic's got a doc coming out, I guess. A yeah. four-parter on Apple TV. I wonder if it'll address how pissed off everybody is about winning time. <laughs> hey, have you heard about this? Do you know Jerry West as a human? Do you know him as a human? Well, not I, I don't know him personally, but when I, I've seen every episode they released, and when I saw Winning Time, that was the first thing that I I was like, yo, what is going on here? Like that was like, yo, these are, are real humans. <laughs> They are killing the logo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, hey, real human there, by the way. <laughs> Humans st- still alive. Still alive. Yeah. Real humans yep. being depicted as person. It's like, oh, I wonder if there's a deal. Have they paid this person uh-huh. to have this? I mean, it is very fascinating. They're not happy about it. I mean. He wasn't the only person. There was a few things where I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, man, Norm Nixon, the, the first scene we see Norm Nixon in the salon with the ladies and they go and he runs. I was like, come on, Roy, what is what are we doing? <laughs> Just outing everybody in here. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, Zion, oh, no, no, but- I'm sorry. Gump, Gump, go ahead, Gump. Yeah, Q Rich, a lot of people think the Pelicans got a shot at beating the Suns now. Do you agree with that or do you, the Warriors are now the favorite? Do you think that the Suns will be all right without Booker for a little bit here? Uh they should be. The Suns should be okay without Booker. But like we said earlier, you know, you got to play the game. And I know that, you know, New Orleans getting that one game and they're heading back home where it's going to be. You could believe that 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 gym and that arena will be packed. And the New Orleans fans are outstanding. So they're going to they gonna come ready. But I mean, the blender. teams Whoa. constructed as they are, the, the Suns should be able to withstand it. I think CP will be able to rally the troops and, and they should be able to still pull out the series and win it without D. Booker. And hopefully they get them back next round. But I know that the Pelicans, they 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 aren't gonna go easy. CJ, Brandon Ingram, and the rest of them boys, they're gonna they gonna give it the 
give it a day off. Yeah, imagine if they had Zion. Oh, yeah. Geez. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, Golden State, Steph says, I'm fucking back. Pool's in the Splash Bros conversation now. What's stopping them? Nothing? I mean, you know, right now, this is this is a favorable series for them. I mean, I think they should definitely, you know, breeze through this series, and then we'll see when it gets to, next, uh, to the next one. But I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, like as easy as this has been for them. But I think they're in, they're in a great position, man. When you got Steph Curry, a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy – a healthy uh, Clay Thompson. You got Draymond. You got the big three back. Then you add what you've got. You know, you got Wiggins and Poole playing how he's playing. I think I think they have as good a chance as any. But, like, that's the best thing about the NBA this year. I think it's pretty much wide open. I think it's a wide range of teams that could really win the championship. Everybody but the Celtics are saying the, the whole <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? That's well, what, you know, we, we know that we'll be there. Well, the defense number one in the league. Exactly. Jeez Louise. No big deal. It's 2022 offense wins championships. Mm. Um. Um, whenever you think about Drake maybe winning a million dollars because he bet on Golden State coming out of the West, how did he get that good of odds? Was Golden State not this team? Because Steph coming back a couple games ago felt like it was big news. Was he out that long? And were people really doubting? Because they are making this look like, to your point, very easy. They look exactly like the old school Golden State squad that everything that left a hand was going into the into the bucket. Have they been this hot for some time or is this just kind of they're catching their peak right now almost? Yeah, I think this is just right now that they're, they're, they're hitting their stride because like you said, I think the odds probably dipped down because Steph was out for probably like five or six weeks going into the playoffs. But um, I oh, think, I know that. you know, anybody that knows basketball, man, Steph, when those guys are healthy and if they, they get a chance to get some practices in and things like that, we see, I mean, that's Steph Curry coming off the bench, man, like. My goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to have that type of, of a superstar who's the best shooter ever and, like, you know, he's that selfless to say, it's cool, I'll come off the bench. And then you still see Jordan Poole go out there going crazy. And, like, that's what makes that team so scary. And you can you can actually see them advancing and doing that because they, they all just play to win. And it's not about this guy scoring or that guy scoring. Anybody could score uh, 30 points, and it's all good. Hey, do you know Steph personally? A little bit, not really, but a little bit. He said a curse word on TV there. Oh, yeah. Wow. He said, I'm fucking back. Uh, Steph. Kids are watching. What are you doing, Steph? That ain't a holy moly operation, man. He's it's like, that's how that's how you know that he's part of that. Like, he's really got the killer in him, though. Like, yes. he's part of that, that club of, like, those assassin type guys that when it comes to this, like, everything is this this is what it's all about to him and you see him going to those different type of modes he's for real one of those assassin type athletes yeah those first batch of shoes and everything were so bad it was tough to like get behind him and then all of a sudden the bucket just seems to be bigger for him than everybody else and it seems to be on a regular basis then he does start producing like holy moly and everything right like like, wow this guy's a mogul out here and now he's swearing yeah. I mean, I'm fucking big fan. Awesome. I was like, this is what a babyface turn this is for yeah. Steph Curry and my eyes. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Quinn, another thing from winning time was how brutal it is playing in the garden, and obviously we saw that on Sunday with uh, Kyrie. Have you played there before, and is it as bad as they kind of depicted it on the show? Yes. So the thing was, when we first got in the league, you already knew when you went to the garden that you were going to have to take a cold shower after the game. For a fact, no hot water, you was taking a cold shower. <laughs> Oh, what a trash and, and, and like, you know, the fans were exactly how you said. You could go, go to a dinner, go somewhere at dinner. You might have somebody say something to you or or, or be, you know, like, 
MFing you or whatever. You like, yo, what's going on? Like, <laughs> but it was really like that early, especially like that was, that was too early 2000. Like, yeah, it was still it was still real at the guard. Yeah, the game is tomorrow. I'm trying to have some chicken. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not in this fucking city, Paul. <laughs> what a terrible place Boston is. Eh, you yeah. know, strategy and stuff like that. Just trying to win the game. Hey, they're like that in all sports, by the way. Like the Patriots obviously okay. had that 20-year run. So they were they had reason to be as mm-hmm. ridiculous as they were, too. So they yeah. were a, co- a confident, pompous bunch mm-hmm. who had the wicked Boston lingo. They were ruthless up there in football. I think that's only going to continue, and I hope so. It's only good for sports. As is the Knuckleheads podcast. And you joining us, man, you're always awesome. We appreciate you. Anytime, fellas, man. Have a blast every time. All right. Enjoy the NBA Lombardi season, ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Richardson. The Talks Table is here at Ty Schmidt from Waterloo, Iowa, home of John Wayne. Gacy at Boston Connor also here uh, from Boston, the home of the Celtics, who have seemed (laughs) to really just do whatever they wanted to to the Nets. The Nets were up a lot. I don't know what happened. I'm on the Nets heavy, by the way, Mm -hmm. because I'm a big Kyrie Irving guy now, and Kevin Durant, absolute dog. Love that team. Uh, Not that I don't love Golden State, too, because it seems like they're shooting the bigger buckets, but that Nets team... Really, I thought it was going to be Chicago Bulls. Obviously, my team because Alex Caruso sure. smokes that fucking red fire. Smokes that straight fire. Yeah, he's been balling, dude. Obviously, with the double headband on, with the yeah. ball. I mean, he's Man. absolutely killing it. But I'm a Nets fan in the Celtics series. No offense to the Celtics. I just hey, whatever the case. What's going on up there? Well, what? none taken. I understand the Nets love. I mean, they're a cool team. Steve Nash is cool too. But you forget, you know, Jason Tatum. Also happens to be a dog, and so is Jalen Brown, also a dog. I mean, we are a very, very good defensive basketball team, and that's just something I think that we're all finding out. You guys are good at the basketball. We're very good at basketball. We we play really good defense, and, you know, our head coach, Emil Duca, he's a very good basketball coach, so I I feel very good about our chances. You guys could be... Champions of the basketball. Yeah. There's a chance we are champions of the NBA. It is Absolute very, champions. It is very exciting right now to be a <laughs> champion from Boston. Uh, Bruins stink. Okay. Well, uh, we're going Patriots to the playoffs. Patriots are in the Bills division. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Me. Bruins Pens tonight. What's that? Oh. Bruins Penguins tonight. I completely forgot until you said that. No, hockey's over. Uh, well, it's over for you. No, hockey's yeah, over. It's over, it's over for you because Pasta's coming back and he's scoring 18 goals tonight because he can. He's not going to be a champion tonight. He's a champion. Who is playing goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Tonight it will be uh, Casey DeSmith. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy, huh? This guy's bad at goalie. Yeah. Versus, uh, <laughs> Swiss cheese. Versus Jeremy Swayman, who has not been strong lately. Swayman? Oh, okay. Yeah. But Swayman. Two cheese. Swayman's great. Deming. Give us Louie. Louis yeah, Deming. Where's Louis Deming? Save the Louis. Uh, you, look, you might see Louis on Saturday against those bum ass Red Wings. I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hockey's guys, over. Oh, yeah. Hockey is way over yeah. for the Red Wings. Garbage kind of complaint. We got potentially Louis coming back, who we do have to King Louis. Uh, update a couple of facts, I believe. Mm-hmm. What? Louis is not of Latin descent, correct? Louis is French Canadian. He's French Canadian. We. Oh. Come on, guys. So whenever you called him Johnny Lasagna. Yeah, I thought he was dying because Louis Domingue. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) that wasn't right. He's French Canadian. Okay, good. No. Okay. So he's. There's no Johnny Lasagna, okay? It's Louis back in the bullpen for the Yankees. No, it's, it's called Louis and Fuego, dude, because old Cuzzy here about to catch fire. Yeah. The old buddy Casey Smith's going to do what he's going to do against you guys tonight, the Smith, <laughs> and then they're going to put Louis in there, and guess what? It's headstanding time. Pop. Maybe. They, yeah. might not, they might not put Louis in, dude. 
I mean, Casey Smith's a fake name. I don't. It's, it's Dust Smith. Smith. Oh, Dust Smith. All That's even fake. It's not a real name either. Unlike Anyways, the goalie that left. You give us two goalies. You give us two goals tonight. Yeah, give us two goals tonight. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll give two goals tonight. Perfect. We're in. Let's go. Yeah, two nothing to go. start the game. We'll win eight to two. There's a chance that does happen. We got a guy who can't play goalie playing goalie. Joining us uh, at Tone Diggs, uh, one half of the hammer. <laughs> Dad! Why, why, why don't – you know how NFL teams have to have a plethora of weapons at wide receiver because sure. late in the season some weapon gets hurt yep. and they have enough to just back it up and not sure. fall off at all? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know what the Pens need to do? What's that? We need to just get ten goalies. So when they all get hurt doing whatever the fuck happens, we just got good goalies. Because whenever hockey starts to matter – our goalies don't know how to play goalie, and that's a problem in the sport of hockey. Could have traded for Flyer entire season. Well, I may have been misled, but I thought Louis Domingue was like basically like Von Miller going to the Rams, wow. you know, saving oh. the season for the for the wow. Stanley, for Stanley Cup. He push. might be right. Yeah. Listen, Louis can get very hot. But Louis has also been prone to get very, very cold. Yeah. Oh, well, man, that's the thing. We don't need to think about the ice. We need to think about the fire that's coming from Louis. That's right. Yeah. Louis. Uh, joining us now is a super optimistic guy. Mm-hmm. Guy who is a. Uh, Louis Domingue. Louis going to fucking go. He's, Louis Domingue is, is a fucking bomb. I just okay. looked him up. He's very what? handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course he is. He's, he's, he's unbelievable goalie. He's about to win a Stanley Cup championship with the Pittsburgh Penguins. In, in one of those world. pads and smooth cream. And Louis up to something about oh smooth cream. Oh, mm. so good. Anyways, <laughs> join us now. A man who's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, uh, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, and absolute legend. AJ Hawk. Yeah! AJ! How you doing, man? What's up? Yeah, I want to sit here and uh, I want to see Connor do like five different uh, accents in one sentence. It's no, pretty, that was all just one. That, that was, was all one. Uh, that was all one. Yeah. That was all one accent. Oh, it was? which one is it? Well, it's Canadian. Uh, yeah, it's a Canadian accent. So. Oh, Don't you know? Come on. Also, Green Bay's we learned from Carl there. Carl, that Green Bay, Wisconsin he, accent was super I, I saw that. Was he yelling at his boss? Yeah, it seemed to come very quickly yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, good energy could have been a fugaze though. Yeah, felt like felt like that one was staged. Yeah, yeah. But I liked his energy. Love, love. He was all in. At least he was all in though. He wasn't just tiptoeing into it. Agreed, hundred percent agree. Shouts, Carl. Might not be his name. Who knows? Yeah, true. true. But it was a good call. Good energy. Uh, up to something. Seasons heating up. I'm assuming you're answering. You're the leak behind everything uh, that's going on everywhere. I'm the leak. Yep, I know everything that's happening behind the scenes there at PMI. Isn't that awesome? AJ has no idea what's going yeah. <laughs> Right, you have no idea. You legitimately have no idea. No, I think it's probably better that way. Unless one of the boys have told you. I've not told AJ literally anything. Talk no, to I hate that guy. Well, every time I try to talk to him, he doesn't answer. True. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah right. I called you back last night. night. You know that. Hey, we did chat last night. That was cool. But, you know, there's so many times where I, like, go to call AJ with a question that I have immediately, and I'd like to FaceTime just to see what type of... Thing he what he's is, up to? Sure. What is he dealing with yeah. at the moment? You know, because I don't get to see the the life of having five kids or whatever. Yeah, never fucking answers. No. Are you even kidding me? Not a what chance. are you even thinking about doing? And then I move along, and then guess what? That thought is gone. Uh-huh. That thought yeah, could have been a good one. You're right. That thought could have been a good one too. That thing's gone forever. AJ, I would just like to let you know that. I wish we could have told you what we were up to, but it was just impossible to do so, pal. I guess it. Well, you're, you're right. You don't want to text it either because then it's in writing. So I, I get it. Well, of course, with you Ohio State folks. Yeah, you got to be careful. You never ready. know. What's that in Ohio State? You well, know. just finger gun time. Yeah. <laughs> Open the finger. You know what I mean? Well, you, they added, yeah, we heard they, they added to the name of the restaurant, right? Yeah, and, and finger gun yeah. store. Mm-hmm. Store. Yeah, you can pick them up right at the bar. <laughs> 
Should have went to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet right next to, next to the dance floor. That's where, yeah. That's right. Should have went to the bar. No way that gets topped this NFL season, right? What? Urban uh, Myers? No, no way. You just it's wait. the NFL, dude. Something's coming. Yeah, you just wait. Know. Not unless Mike McDaniel's like smoking a doobie on the sideline or something That'd like that. Sweet. Which he might. He yeah. might. Hell yeah. Where they're playing in like California. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And he's just literally just smoking out Third there. down. To, uh, Draw. <laughs> you know, fucking Ben McAdoo may whip his penis out and start pissing at <laughs> just pissing at midfield. Who knows? We don't have Ben McAdoo do sweet. that. I don't well, know why. MC, I mean, MCDC could definitely be smoking cigs with some band that's in Detroit yeah. one night and someone gets them. Yeah, but not on. That still wouldn't be as weird as Urban. Yeah, the Urban Meyer stuff was wild. Yeah. That was that was after a Thursday night football game. Yeah, Thursday yeah. night football game in Cincinnati. Said he had to go see the, the grandbabies. Yeah, I can't. What a wild scene. What? Uh, I wish I was on that team. You know, I wish I was on that team. Just so you can get, a, like, a full perspective on it all. I'm sure they're very happy to move on. And I bet Urban Meyer is, too. Just kind of jot it down as a loss for all parties. But I'm excited to see what happens next in the NFL. Speaking of, Debo, he wants to be a traditional wide receiver, AJ. He doesn't want to be a running back anymore. I feel like this has probably come from the fact that the Niners told him nobody's going to pay him uh, plus running back money. Because he probably wants to get paid in the big-time wide receiver market, which, by the way, hey, well-deserved. Do what you got to do. You're a talented wide receiver on a very good team that has used your assets to get to the top and probably sell more merchandise and make more money in headlines and primetime games, whatever you got to do. But as soon as he is probably under the uh, assumption that he is deserved to be paid some sort of running back money as well because he had 60 rushes last year and they said, no, nobody's going to do that. I wonder if that's why he said, well, I'm not fucking going to be taking those unneeded hits if I'm not never going to get paid for. Now, that is obviously just a strictly business-minded person thinking like that, but that is how he has to be at the current moment. I, do you think that is what took place, or do you think it is legitimate like he's sick of having to prepare for multiple positions, basically? Yeah, it might be. It might be like as he, he tries to like forecast, he wants to have some longevity in the league, and he knows, like, hey, I, if I'm taking these, these hits as a running back and this slot receiver and doing everything else, I won't be able to play as long as I want. But also, Shrags made it sound like, hey, this is just part of the negotiating process, didn't he? When I was like, ah, he said, yeah, you know, it's just you ask for a trade, it's part of it. Like, he acted like it wasn't that big a deal, I feel like. Yeah, because he mentioned previous situations where people weren't happy and then the Niners ended up paying them later and it worked out or something like that. Yeah, and I like do the George, the, the Kittle thing, he said, well, there was like a the crazy offer that they threw out at first, I guess. Yeah, the April, uh, Valentine's Day Mass massacre. massacre. What were you going to say? Massacre, right? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, we're doing it right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Isn't that a 50 yeah. album? Yeah. I mean, that's a deep pool. What's that? A 50, it's a 50 cent? cent album. I'm sure it's been used in many other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he was just saying, like, uh, it maybe ruined their relationship or whatever. Yeah. Oh. I Did it? I don't remember. Did George get over Republican? No, he ended up no. signing, being fine. He ended up signing. It happened right. with Trent Williams, too, before they made him the highest paid uh, left tackle. It's fascinating to see how it all plays out because. Can bygones be bygones, which is what a lot of people were alluding to yesterday after this whole thing happened. Like, the Niners don't have to trade him, and then if they just pay him, can they just get past it? I think so, right? Don't you think Especially so? Especially like, with the, the coaches. Like, a lot of people, though, it's separate. Like, if they have if they have issues with the front office people and, like, negotiating, they have to, they have to hold out, whatever, not show up. A lot of times, you know, the, the second that person gets back in the facility, they're, everyone is so happy to see him, and the coaches get it. Every coach understands, hey, man, I understand. you got to take care of yourself and your family. Yeah, and you thought this was going to be the best manner for you to do so. Like, the, the whole thought that Debo and them can't come to an agreement, it would have – you. 
If you're Debo, though, I think you're 100% right in taxing for the running. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, yeah. you're, yeah. It's, you're taxing my mean, body. Does that mean, though, he gets he's paid like equal to the highest receiver contract that's out there right now, and then they add on to it, so he is by far and away the, the highest paid receiver in the league? Is that what he wants? So I used to have these conversations when I was young in the league, you know, and I thought maybe, because I, I don't think any of us knew what Adam Vinatieri was going to do when he got hurt my rookie year, how long he was going to be around, and he was going to be able to kick for another foot. 15 years after that because he's Adam Vinatieri. I think it, there were some conversations and I was like, if I was to punt and kick, which was at one point what I wanted to end up doing in the NFL, I wanted to do both. I'm like, I started doing the math out loud. I'm like, well, they're going to have to pay me if I do well for top boom and top boom. That's awesome. Like, this is going to be cool. And then somebody brought me back down to earth. And they're like, well, that's certainly not something. Now it's going to go. <laughs> that is certainly not. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna categorize you as one, pay you, and then you'll get some incentive-based stuff on the other stuff that you'll be able to earn that would not be the max amount probably you know like they in that probably would have been right i never made it to that point adam vinatieri outlasted me and my knee gave out and it, i would have never been able to do it probably but that whole conversation really brought me back down to earth with like an og that was like that's not how that's going to go so i would assume it's just going to be incentive-based taxes almost on how many rushes, how many carries. Like maybe if the uh, rushing offense is better by a certain percentage whenever he's on. You know, like there's ways and stats and analytics that you can build in all those incentive base. That sounds like an answer, right? Doesn't it? I don't know. I might be wrong. Oh, I'm sure they're trying. Believe me, I bet the, the Niners are trying every creative way they can to try to make things okay or just try to talk to him, really, I guess. I would assume they're talking to his agent, though, right? Are you talking about old Tony Dansby? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of big-time clients. Tony Darn, Tony Darby, Tony Darby. It every time, yeah. I, it's I'm, it's tough because for some reason, like Tony, is his name Tony Darby? It's Tony Dondy, like Dondy line. Tory Dandy, yeah. Tory Dondy, feeling feeling Dondy, Tory Dondy. That's on me. I, I, that was a tough one for me. I don't know why. I think because I want to send the end. I thought it was know. Tim. See, yeah. that's Tim, much different Tim than Tim Darby. That's you're a part it's not of it. Tim. His name is Tory. Dondi. Dondi. He's a fucking big time player in this game, by the way. CAA agent. He's repping DK, AJ Brown. He's got Debo. He had Denzel Ward, who just signed the biggest deal in the history of cornerbacks with the uh, Cleveland Browns. I mean, he is having a, quite an. Hey, that guy has up to something season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he is. Mr. Tony Dansby. And like the ripple, the possible ripple effect, at least. Like, I don't know about DK Metcalf, but AJ Brown, you know, he's removed the Tennessee from his bios. Like, if Debo gets traded and gets paid, you think he just goes to AJ Brown? Dondi goes to AJ Brown and says, like, hey, just work for Debo. Like, do you want to do the same thing here and we kind of get you paid somewhere else, possibly? Or what do you think? People are having success, too. So. We're looking at a lot of the high draft guys. A lot of them have transferred from other schools where they weren't really having success. So a lot of it is is very fascinating to me. Like that's very different than what it used to be like. I feel like the moving and winning is something that happens. Yeah. And the moving and having success is something that happens. There's a lot of blueprints. Like, hey, if you're to get up and go somewhere else that they're going to use you and they have a deficit at – like, it is going to work out for you. You're either going to go on to become a top pick if you transfer. That's why the transfer portal is so big. Or for guys in the NFL, like, 
hey, moving is the right move. Guys move and they have immediate success. Guys get paid. Guys get new opportunity. They become a much bigger focal point. They have much bigger say in what goes on. And people are having success. I think this is going to become something very serious. Like you said, you think Debo is going to ask AJ Brown about it. I think that's going to be. I think it's going to start happening. Like, What's the next position? I want to know. Like it's almost like these elite receivers kind of form their own little union group and like, all right, hey, it, we're, we're going to go make some moves. We're going to make things happen. We're going to take some control. Like is the next defense? Can we end. see this happen with edge rushers next? Corner. Maybe. Yeah, D end edge rushers. Corner, probably another position. Offensive tackles, tackles. Yeah. Just look at the pay scales. That's yeah. all we got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just got to look rushers. at the pay scales. That that'll be. I feel like the edge rushers already had their run a couple years ago. I feel like they were the ones that were getting all the money That's in why demand. Second highest paid or whatever yeah. position. And then yeah. like left tackle even before that or around that same time. And, and now corner it's... had to run there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it was Ramsey in like X Howard's first contract. Because like I re- a... I remember the internet doing all the different positions like. Here's me teaching my kid how to yeah, 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 like yeah, backpedal yeah. or something yeah. like that when the corners were all getting paid. Gilmore was in that same when he got paid by New England yeah. when he left. Byron Buffalo. Jones. Yeah. Mm. Namdi Asamoa. Yeah. There you go. Hey. Good it's an ball. old school one. Yeah. Eagles, right? Eagles? Raiders to Eagles. Didn't play as who, well with Who the paid him? Eagles. Eagles. He, he got, got a monster deal. Monster. Yeah, monster. And he also got into like movies and stuff yeah, too, he's right? An actor he's now. married to an actor. Hey, I met him once, I think. I think. He How'd did, it go? Well, I'm trying to remember if it was him or not. Did he do plays or something like that? He did some plays, right? Broadway, oh. I think. Like theater mm-hmm. acting? Did you I happen to see no him idea. in a play that you were attending? No, no, no. I was getting boozed up with him at something, and I had a conversation what? with him, and he said he was doing it. <laughs> and I don't, but I don't remember if it was him or not. Is he as good as Vernon Davis? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't – he didn't like – Yeah, Vernon's in movies, right? Vernon's in a bunch of movies. He's in yeah. 10 movies, but he was also uh, – he was on TV that one time. And Sports Center. He cried yeah, on the cried, spot. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Tell you what, man. Amber – I give him credit for that. Me too. That's yeah. good. Um, it's great. He's acting. all in. Like, I bet actors game. that watch that are like, okay, this guy's for real. Well, he got like 10 roles. Yeah, the last time we talked to him, he was filming a movie every single month for the next like four years or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. He did a mean, lot of projects. Yeah, he's like – Guy number four in like six of them, but he he is he is getting still, a lot of you know experience yeah. and roles, and he can turn it on. What you say to James him. Harrison, Ty? What do you mean? James is acting. James, James Harrison acting. was the fucking one of the main characters in in Heels, Heels, Heels. or whatever, the, yeah. whatever it was on Stars. James Heels. is serious too. Yeah. yeah, he said he's a plot. Yeah, he's we talked serious. to him, AJ. Yeah, we, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm impressed with how these guys dive in. Like, hey, I'm not. I can't just mail it in and be good. They know. Like, I need. I want to be great at this. Well, they they've seen what it's taken to have success in the past, and they just apply that to a new profession. That's why I'm yeah. so pumped for like the modern day retired athlete. You know, I, I am. I'm very excited. I forget who we talked uh, to about this just very recently. It might have. I don't know. Anytime a retired player does well, though, I'm happy for him. You know what I mean? Like I'm. Legit- I agree. Yeah, we need we need less old drunk guys yelling and saying how tough it was when they played. Yeah, and I'm talking about my generation too. Believe me, like I that's I'm in that that world. Yeah, I have some friends as well that retirement was not that great, and it was a you know a very interesting uh, era there for a few people, and it was like ah oh, God, I'm happy we're not in that 80 percent broke thing was alarming. Yeah, you know? so. Hey, if Namdi Awesome was killing it, I'm happy for him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Keep going. Absolutely. And Vernon Davis, he's gonna be he's gonna be um action here one day. Yeah, yeah. Next to Will so. Smith. Mm-hmm. Well, Will Smith might be dead, but not uh, uh Vernon Davis. Uh, Will Smith's coming back to life more than we've ever seen. Yeah. Uh Vernon Davis had seven projects in twenty twenty two. Weapon. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Guy's working. That's what I'm saying. He's acting all day, every day. Grind. It's kind of weird timing for Will. Bad timing for Will to, to smack Chris Rock with that weird, no, you know, with the slippery shoes on, too, because he wins, when you win an Academy Award, that's when your price is all-time high for great movies, too. And now, is he doing anything? <laughs> so you do agree that his feet, his footwork on that smack made no sense, especially as somebody who had to train a little but bit of boxing. But it's weird, though. I've seen videos of him slapping people from earlier in his life, and he has similar movements. Because, you know, if he was training as Ali, you would think, like, when you're slapping somebody, you don't want to move your plank. Which foot? Wait, which foot slipped out, though? I think it was his you front left foot. Like, I see it move backwards as he was smacking. And that's, like, the complete opposite of momentum. Is he southpaw, maybe? Yeah, maybe He didn't want to, though, but it's got that shiny, like, stage, and he has brand-new, probably rented oh. dress shoes on. And I would imagine he was a little bit, uh, in his brain, he, he was a little bit fired up. He was a little upset. Yeah, so you think he did? He lost his fundamentals. A his little torque bit. Yeah. was serious. He had some serious torque. He didn't realize. Yeah. Hey, I don't have good footing. Right. Should have worn golf shoes. That's why a lot of people were saying it was a work. Mm -hmm. You know, people were saying. I thought so. And I texted multiple people that I felt like would know, and they're like, "I don't know. I think this is real." Who, yeah. who, who are the people that you think would know? You, Tom Cruise, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. You people. have those Pretty, numbers. Pretty good people. Like very old. Why don't you get a cruise on? Top Gun's coming out. Pretty good. You just texting. You just texting President Obama. Yeah, I didn't get anything back. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, just sending it out there. Is that that uh, sign up or or text me thing like on his app? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, I tried to. I went into Aaron's phone last time I saw him. I tried to steal it from his contact. <laughs> <laughs> He was at the game last night having a good time. Oh, yeah. You are a menace, dude. An absolute <laughs> menace. Yeah, out there living. The National Parks thing uh, that he has uh, out there on Netflix, I guess. Mm -hmm. Text him, let him know. People love it. People love it. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff going on. Patrick Peterson and Chase Edmonds talked about the Kyler Murray situation on the All Things Covered podcast brought to you by CBS Sports. Oh. That is normally hosted by Patrick Peterson and... Brian McFadden. Uh, another uh, defensive back. Long-time stealer. And also employee of CBS Sports, mm -hmm. I believe. He does yeah. work for them. They have a podcast. This particular one was Patrick Peterson and Chase Edmonds, former running back um, for the Arizona Cardinals. The way they were speaking about the entire Kyler Murray situation was basically that it's a cultural problem about winning and want to be competitive. It's not surprising to me, bro, to say the least, Edmund said. I just know, especially knowing how the last two years have ended, meaning 2021 and 2020, and knowing the type of competitor the K1 is and the type of winner that he wants to be, I knew there was going to be, at some point, some things happening. Especially just because you see the power that quarterbacks have now. They hold the weight, man and you got to pay them. Okay, so is that because they had success and he, they're seeing what other quarterbacks are making and getting paid and what Kyler Murray has done there and what Kyler Murray deserves? They knew a situation was going to brew uh, business-wise between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. How did you take that there, AJ? Well, when I first saw it, I thought it was more about like the team around him. Like They didn't build up the team around him like they may have wanted, but then the more I look at it, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, who who is the problem? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the GM? The owner? Who is the problem? I don't know. Because they were headlining it as if it was a shot at the, like, culture almost. And they think that it's not a winning culture. Edmonds, who spent three seasons alongside Murray before signing with Miami this offseason, said, you could see the frustration ready to boil over at the end of 2021 when the Cardinals finished 11-6 and, and went one and done in the playoffs despite a 10-2 and two start. 
when you see good culture teams in the NFL, like the Baltimore Ravens, New Orleans Saints, the Niners, those teams, no matter how talented they look, bro, from top to bottom, they just somehow find a way to win damn games, Edmund said. Even like Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers, some teams have that culture and some teams don't. I feel like that's kind of what it was for us. That's fascinating, you know, because so it is definitely talking about the culture not being a winning culture, but then also... But what does that mean, though? Is he saying is he calling coaches out, saying they're not doing enough? What are, what are you doing? Yeah, is he calling out the locker room? Is he calling out the coaches? Is he calling out the players in there? Are they calling out how it's run? I don't know. And, and I, I started thinking about the culture earlier because I see... I got to seat uh, a uh, culture change with the Indianapolis Colts from a regime that at one point had the winningest decade in NFL history. Bill Polian, who was in Buffalo, Carolina, and Indianapolis, built a team the way he built a team. And the way he built a team was, hey, he got a group of guys, and they stuck around for a long time. I mean, there was a great core there that did a lot for the Indianapolis Colts. And whenever, you know, that turnover happened from that to a brand-new GM, first-time GM, first-time head coach, that decision changed the culture immensely you know i mean the culture became a completely brand new culture they actually painted over things on the wall of the old culture like i walked in most days saw some of my friends celebrating on the wall before i ate you know a meal and then all of a sudden it's uh, just a gray wall okay and there's it's a brand new team okay nothing ever happens like a culture can change quickly i think i think a culture can change quickly and I think a culture needs just a one igniter or two igniters to get it going or on the complete opposite end to do the difference there. So I don't know who he's calling out. You're right. But I do believe that if it was the case, you can get that changed, I think, personally. Yeah, you, you absolutely can. But it has to be the right person in the right position, which is usually the quarterback position that has the most kind of pull from the can, with the coaches and all the players in the team. But they weren't calling Kyler out at all. They're calling the organization out. So I'm just like, okay, what? Who, who are you directing this at? Uh, I've been around K1, Peterson said, Patrick Peterson. He's a competitor. And I feel like no disrespect to the Arizona Cardinals. I feel like they don't put the team in a position to be successful year after year after year after year. And Kyler Murray is not going to sit around and wait mm. for that. Oh, okay. So is he mad they didn't re-sign Chandler Jones? Maybe. But they I did mean, re-sign A.J. Green, right? Yeah, and they got, got J.J. Dion Watt. And like, Nuke. It feels like they have done – so maybe this year. is from before, you know, because Patrick Peterson wasn't there whenever no. No, he was, they yeah. were sending a plane up to Wisconsin mm -hmm. to meet J.J. on the frozen lake that he had just been sitting in to recover from the hard workout he had. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's he been with the Vikings one year? Their owner's not cheap at all, though. That's not one of those things. Well, that's – Is it? I wonder what they're – Well, paying those, the, the alleged – well, what delayed bonuses? Whoa, that's whoa, whoa, that can whoa, be part whoa, of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that even real? We don't know. Well, a new deal was worked for Cliff Kingsbury, so we assume that all got put. Yeah, and the GM and settled. Yeah, we'll yeah. handle this whole thing. But yeah, it does seem as of late, and I don't know. I don't know the history before as of late, so I apologize. I have taken quite a liking to the city of Phoenix in the area, so I'm paying attention to the Cardinals a lot more. It does feel like it's an owner that's all in, though. Does, from the outside looking yeah. in, I'm not there. I don't know what it's been like in the past. I don't know if that's an accurate portrayal of what's going on. But the whole signing and moving and, I mean, they traded, what, a, a bag of balls for DeAndre Hopkins yeah. to go try to get him in there. He's an absolute weapon. Maybe they're talking about more weapons around Kyler Murray, even though they bring back A.J. Green. Kyler's going to get paid. It sounds like they're going to have to pay him soon. In the next week? Because he wants to get paid before the draft, he said. Yeah. we got seven days to the yeah. draft. Yeah. Spectacular.
So. Well, the Arizona Cardinals open their pocketbook. Clock's ticking. To Kyler Murray. What's up, Tony? I was trying to think of his weapons. They did let Christian Kirk go, but, you know, they probably didn't want to pay him $20 million. Drafted Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, yeah, he's good. He's right? a monster. Yeah, James Conner. They re-signed, Conner, they re-signed yeah. James Conner. I mean, that's three They brought series. in. They traded for Zach Ertz. They went and on got, the defensive side, they lose Chandler Jones, I guess. Yeah. But they still got Buda. Buda. Right? Buda drafted a corner in the first round. They also traded for Rodney Hudson, Pro Bowl center. So, so I wonder if this is a very recent development for the Arizona Cardinals. I think – I don't know how much control he had before Michael Bidwell, the owner now, took over from his father in like 2019. Father. Oh, okay. so maybe it is a vastly different run team makes since sense. the sun has taken over, which does make sense. And Patrick Peterson, right? Was he there during those eras? I wonder. 2020 was Nin- his last year there. So he's there for he, one year, I guess. He played with Kyler 19 and 20, right? He said. I don't know. So maybe it's a completely maybe they are changing their culture as we speak and it's being called out, which is probably accurate. Whatever was being called yeah, if, out. If somebody's taking it like this, his dad ran the team for so long. And then you take over. There's naturally going to be different things. You're going to you're going to do things much differently. I'm sure in different areas. By the way, especially if you're a pilot, I think the guy's his own pilot. He flew his own mm-hmm. plane up to pick yeah. up JJ Watt, and he's obviously multi-billionaire. I mean, he's how'd they make their money? I don't know. Oh, it's always interesting to see. I mean, yeah, how, how much of this goes on Kyler too, though? Like, because he didn't play well down the stretch at all. Hey, listen, I'm a Kyler believer. Me too, but I'm just and saying. I love like Face Clan, Face Clan, Face Clan, love Face Clan. You should see what he does in those video games. By the way, yeah, yeah. fucking sick 360 no scopes. But you it know. does feel like whenever Nuke wasn't on the field, the offense was completely different towards the end of the season. Yeah. They're gonna have to figure it out, though. We need Kyler over there, Okay, and Cliff's offense over there doing his magic. And I'm happy to hear that the younger generation of ownership, which we're hoping for maybe potentially to start happening more in the NFL is getting active and changing things and realizing and adapting and going all in because that's what you should do if you have a team in the NFL because it's the NFL and the NFL deserves that. Oh, yeah. How's Dan Snyder doing? He's really gone into the bunker. I mean, that's gone under the radar. I feel like that disappeared. Well. It definitely didn't disappear. Not really? from Congress. Yeah. For us, it did, though. Not from the House. Yeah, but the government never forgets, right? They always got their eye on it. Yeah. And Rap Sheet, was it Rap Sheet who said it? You know, they don't move that fast on these things. They kind of take their time. So what's the NFL going to do? The NFL is just going to wait for the government to do their thing, and then they're going to follow up and say, hey, Dan, you know what? We thought we should have done this maybe a year ago or two years ago or ten years ago, but now we got to do it. You're fucking out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you later. We're selling this thing to Bezos for 40x what it's actually worth. Because he is right down the road, and he's going to build a dome over the entire Commonwealth. What's going on? Uh, doing some digging into the Bidwells. Okay. Okay. How they make their money? Pretty awesome. Okay, we like this. Well, I'm not sure how they made their money exactly, um, but Charles Bidwell, Chuck, Chuck Bidwell, mm-hmm. he owned the Chicago Cardinals from 1933 to 46. Oh, yeah. He years. was a successful businessman and wealthy lawyer in Chicago. With ties to organized crime boss Al Capone. Oh, he's a cleaner. This guy was a cleaner for Al Capone. How's the family, huh? Jeez. So, you know, that's where they started, and that's where they had the Cardinals in Chicago. So I assume they just kept the team, right? Nick, you said some stuff. Did you read that as well? Yeah, apparently uh, the old man was known for being a cheapskate. And again, I don't know when. The the most recent old man, not. Bill, Bill Bidwell. Okay, not, not Chuck. Chuck. Not Chuck. No. William. Chuck does his thing. Yeah, yeah. but it, uh, Bill passed away in 2019. Rest Control went over to his son, Michael, who runs the team now. But I don't know how much Michael was doing day-to-day before that. He may have been running things 
leading Bill up may have to been the... title only. You know, you know how those things go. No, yeah, you know I how guess. that should go. I guess I try to watch uh, Secession. Oh yeah, yeah. You still watching? I, I kind of fell out of interest with it. I don't know what happened. Oh, shit. How it's far? a good one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, very good. Very good. I think I got in like maybe episode three or something like that. Yeah, you got to get to like seven or eight. I Jesus, think. why don't these shows fucking no, I mean, get good, to it? But First, then that's one that like, I know, but everybody, you guys always say like, you know, I'm trying to get into these TV show things because it's a lot of fun. You guys enjoy those conversations. It seems like a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can never participate other than just try to learn <laughs> about what everybody's doing in this show. Well, that's the thing. The first season of any like new show is a lot of world character building, and it doesn't really get to the goddamn plot. And that's probably a necessity, huh? Yeah. You know how I've gotten into some shows? Huh. Diving in like in the middle of something. Well, like, I tried that with the Game of Thrones. I tried to watch the last episode. That was that was way too late. That's you but, can't do that. <laughs> Still, you <laughs> tried though. You you tried. Tried diving in the middle for piques your curiosity. You could be like, oh, I wonder how they got to this point. So then I get a precursor. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! You need to stumble. You need to like find them on your own though. Like when people tell me how great these shows are, oh, you got to stick with. Like I know there's no chance you're gonna watch the show. Well, oh, you're talking success. I thought you're talking Severance. Actually, by the way, both. They're both going the same exact way for me. I turn it on. I would think Succession would be easier for you to watch. I enjoy it. It seems like the dad real fucking. He's the best. Oh, yeah. It seems like Logan. he really gets after it. Yeah. He's a pretty good actor. And then uh, Home Alone brother. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. What a character. His brother. Roman Kieran. What a character. I saw him on Saturday Night Live and I thought he had a lot of moxie. I'm like, this guy's got a lot of confidence. I ain't never heard of this dude. And then I watched the session. I'm like, oh, there he is. Oh, good son. He was in the good son. He's good, this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another great actor. Kendall. Is, that, is, similar, he, is, is he three feet tall? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably little around little there. Four good son is spin off to the good wife. It's a good show. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's a big wrestling guy, Pat. Oh, yeah. He own like an organization or something. I met him down there. Yeah. yeah. I met yeah, him at there. the uh, Super right. WrestleMania. Oh, you should New run Orleans. a program with him. Was that the news? Macaulay Culkin. I'm up something. Oh, Culkin. Is he still rocking those bunny ears? Yeah, he had those bunny ears on at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, shout out to the ears. He weighs like 105 pounds. Very maybe. small, yeah. Very Soaking small. Wet. He was very happy, though. Cool. It was a good conversation. Yeah. I was happy for him. I was happy for him. Because you I know, mean, I, his, his parents rip him off and take all of his money, and he he got he got laws in the books. I think got things changed to help protect kids. Yeah, literally nothing I had heard about his life was good. I don't no, think, yeah. since Home Alone. So then when I saw him at the WrestleMania thing, he was super nice, super cool. I was like genuinely happy for Kevin. You know, yeah. I was like Kevin, I'm so pumped for you, dude. He did it. Yeah, like good for you, man. Because that movie was awesome. Oh, incredible! All of them. Yeah, were great. So awesome, uh, we, we appreciate you so much. Speaking of rules in the books, because of Macaulay Culkin, there's now a Kenny Pickett rule in the NCAA uh, football rules. If you fake a feet first slide and the refs deem it as such and you continue to run like Kenny Pickett did, which everybody has probably thought of since the beginning of the slide rule, you are down from the start of where you pump fake the slide. So you're probably actually losing about three, four yards from where your slide would actually be if you would end up sliding anyways. Kenny Pickett, as we all do recall, he does wear gloves on both hands. Mm. He does sling the rock Mm -hmm. and he's more athletic than they'll give him credit for. The run, the scamper that we are alluding to, he ran down the middle of the field 25 yards ish or so, goes to act like he's going to slide. Safety pulls up who is going to hit him. Then he, boop, joking, pops the clutch. Pops the gear, hits the gas, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And he scores a touchdown. He runs right by a guy. And it was Sports Center top 10. It was on every single Bleacher Report mm-hmm. highlight, every single highlight on the internet. Boom, 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 boom. And it pissed defensive players off 
so bad. Yeah. They're, we can't even touch these guys. And these guys are allowed to pump fake us on this thing. We're going to take their heads off next time. That's, <laughs> like, that's like the OG of defenders. That's the, well, that is the only way to, to combat that if they don't change the rule. Yes. So they had to change the rule. You they had to be scared to death. Like, what I figured, if they didn't change the rule, I'm like, okay. I would assume every D coordinator in college is saying, we don't care. If he's running, we are sailor diving, arms back, head first. <laughs> you teach them. We do not allow this on the field. If you fake slide your head might leave your body. Sailor diving. <laughs> That's the, I mean, look, I knew they would change the rule because it's true. Like, no one's, not many guys are going to try it though. Like, how many people would actually be successful faking a slide? So last play of the game, let's say like, uh, or second to last play of the game or like a massive moment, there's some situation where some super competitive guy would pull that out, you know? And I think yeah. that is what the NCAA had to get ahead, uh, ahead of, though. Anytime no, I we, think it's a good rule. Yeah, well, especially with the way you just reacted there. Yeah. As, as a guy who might be coaching this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm point. not saying that'll happen yeah, or that would happen. I'm saying there's definitely a lot of defensive rooms where that would be being talked about. Yeah, your first thought, actually. Your first thought mm -hmm. if because... What would your first thought be if a guy is going around the rules, it's a physical, violent game, you have to put... There's consequences for your actions. It's like anything else. Like, I, I can't sit there and berate some random dude because he should come punch me in the face if I do. Like, there's consequences for your actions. Yeah, you're 100% right. And how could you – because now you're going to get blamed for missing that tackle. That safety got embarrassed. He was on the wrong side of that highlight for that entire run on the internet, and he's basically handcuffed in that situation because it's a quarterback and because the slide's happening. And they made a rule change. So good for Kenny Pickett. How's he going to be in the NFL, AJ? Ooh. I think he's going to be good. I like Kenny Pickett. I don't care about his hand size. Like, I like this dude. He's a gamer. Hey, when I'm watching the highlights back from Kenny Pickett, there's a couple throws he makes where I'm like, that feels like an NFL-type yeah. throw right there. That looks like an NFL-type throw there. And now the hand size is going to be something that I know if you're nitpicking that heavily, it's going to you know either be the reason or be such a laughing stock five years from now. Like, if it actually is a reason, people will shove it in our faces for the rest of all of football coverage. But I feel like he does have a little bit of moxie in there. And there's moxie. been a lot of shit talk to him here mm -hmm. over these last couple of weeks, almost months during this draft process. He does have moxie. It feels like a guy you can have a beer with. You like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You want him to be a Steeler? I believe he's I, – sure, I'll take him. Uh, I feel like he's done the uh, beer celebration as well. Yeah. Oh, Shot yeah. How tall, how tall is he? Six one, six two. I don't think he's, uh, might be six three. But don't underestimate the grit in that man battling through the the pitfalls of that pit program. It is a terrible six football three, program. Oh no! Remember that guy gave twenty five million dollars to be a part of the head yeah, coach. Chris Fickle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, it's not similar. It's Chris tough. Fickle, isn't it? Bickle. Chris Bickle. Mr. Bickle. Mr. Bickle. Mr. Bickle. Yeah. The, Kevin. Kevin Bickle. The Kevin Bickle, head football coach of the Pittsburgh uh, Panthers. That's the full title. Kevin it is, Bickle? It is not Kevin. Uh, is, is it Chris Bickle? He just, he just said Kevin Bickle. I thought he donated to the USFL to name one of their meetings. It's Chris Bickle, 97. Chris Bickle, class of 97, head, head coach, coach of the uh, University of Pittsburgh Panthers football team. Bingo. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pat Norduzzi. Pat Norduzzi. That is Pat Norduzzi. <laughs> yeah. That's his title. Coach. That's his card. But they got a lot of money now to yeah. use. You know, in the NIL game. And I think they've been getting good recruits. I think they've been doing well in the They ACC always have result. a couple good recruits, and they always send a couple guys to the NFL. But, I mean, it's by no means a college football powerhouse. So, for Pickett to have success there is pretty impressive. And, you know, I like the fact that Aaron Donald's back there working out every yeah. single yeah. offseason. I mean, what if Larry Pitt Fitzgerald gives him a lot of good pub, too. That's right. Larry Fitzgerald yeah. should have won the damn Heisman. Yeah. What a year he had. Davis. Shady. Shady. Yeah, I saw him get loose a couple times. James Conner. Darrell Revis. 
Yeah. I mean, we don't even got to go back. Tiny Dorsett. Yeah. What? Dan Marino. Hey. Dan Dion Marino. Lewis. Dion Fucking Lewis. Fucking send it. What's that? Dan Marino? There was no flub. How there come no flub. we had a chance to almost talk to Dan Marino and he got canceled? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. AJ, what is your problem? No, for real. What happened? When were we going to talk to him? I think I it was a scheduling it. conflict. Mm-hmm. I think it was scheduling. a scheduling conflict. That's a shame. We got, we got a, <laughs> next hour, we got Amanda Serrano. Ooh. Here we go. Next weekend, she fights yep. Katie Taylor of Ireland, and people are calling this like the biggest women's boxing match ever. Yeah, the Mayweather McGregor, right? Was Pacquiao, 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 Pacquiao right. Mayweather, Mayweather of yeah. women's boxing or whatever. I can't wait. I'm pumped to talk to Serrano. I, I think it's going to be fun. I, I would assume you're going to have plenty of Oculus questions uh, to her. Well, maybe. About your training regimen? I don't know if you saw this or not. The Oculus is about to get me into the NFL, too, potentially. Yeah. Especially with the USFL training I'm going to be able to do from the confines of my own basement mm-hmm. with the Oculus. I will ask Amanda Serrano about the Oculus, but I will also be diving right into this fucking game immediately upon its arrival on the Oculus. Uh, NFL Pro Era had a commercial with Lamar Jackson that debuted on the internet yesterday. They have a virtual reality game in the Oculus that you can pick the plays, call the plays, basically do pretty similar to what the football game already is in there, Mm -hmm. but with NFL teams and probably a little bit better graphics. And I know these graphics don't keep up, I guess, with what the uh, super Mm -hmm. video game graphics have. But it is awesome to be in there and play football because you can actually control how far you throw it, flick of your finger and everything. It feels like you're in there. I can't wait to just fucking look off A.J. Hawk that I'm going to make and then just right over his head because I think you can manipulate the defense, too, in this whole thing. It's going to be awesome, I think. But then once you catch it, how? what is the running like? What does that mean? Uh, they do the running, I think. Yeah, it's up to your team. Can you like, juke or do anything? No, nah, you can. So you can run. So you use can, I your, run down, can I run down next to him and block for him? Uh, if you can catch him. I mean, you're going to have to throw it pretty high, you know, and hope that it takes a long time to get down and that the defense isn't there mm-hmm. to catch up to him. But, yeah, you can follow the ball for sure. You can so be, we're on de- how do you play defense, though? Uh, I don't think – it's just like – I think it's already bought in. Game. Just quarterback. Yeah, it's already bought gotcha. in. Oh, okay. That would be fun to throw – Dropping dimes everywhere, throwing touchdowns. I hope they have some competition games, too, where you, they drive the golf carts with the bullseye, and I throw it at them. Yeah, so yeah. this other game has a lot of that, mm-hmm. too. What is the name of the game? I, that it, I can't, It's like VR football. It's some very generic. Actually, I played the Patrick Mahomes experience one as well, which it, is exactly like the other football game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you pick up the ball, you throw the ball. They all have, like, uh, quarterback carnivals, though, mm-hmm. for you to throw the sweet. ball through. And That's stuff. awesome. But, it's a good time. The NFL one, I, I think – you're going to have to figure out how to do some defense, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. In the movement, because you're really just using the analogs to move. Yeah, you need to give a, a bunch of treadmills like they have in Ready Player One. Bingo. Right. Yeah. So everybody can actually move and yeah. shake people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. So this Can't game's multiplayer? What's that, pal? What I read was multiplayer, so you're just two people playing offense? Yeah, I don't know. You would have but then to how do I go out for a route? Well, you could put. You could. I saw call hand them. movements like this. Remember that boxing game you you uh, you played, and you had to move your arms to walk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's like that for this. Like, <laughs> you got to chop. You got to run. Yeah, if you're <laughs> playing someone, you can probably call it defensive plays, maybe. Hmm. But then you're not controlling anybody on defense. It's got to be just throwing. Just sling the pill, man. You know, we should be pumped that we're even in this era. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Either way. This is really cool, <laughs> The right? first time we started playing the Oculus. Because I was about to kind of bury it a little bit and be like, oh, it's just like another football game on there, but we got NFL nameplates on there. But 
We don't know that if that's yeah. true. No. And also, cool that we're even able to do this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And we should be pumped about it. And that Lamar Jackson commercial, awesome. Reminiscent of the Vic uh, on the roller coaster commercial. Uh -huh. Awesome. Both of them can be awesome, by the way. Don't have to bury one. I absolutely love the announcement. Go ahead, Tom. Question for you guys that have the Oculus, and we were kind of talking about this the other, other day. Is there like a door where you just walk into the metaverse? How do we get into the metaverse? I'm not sure if that's like Sims or not. I don't know. I've never been in there. Okay. Yeah, do you have to download it, maybe? Or am I in the metaverse as soon as I drop that's, in there? That's what I was at. It feels like you probably have to download like a metaverse app. Like Talk to game. Zuck. Like, where's the McDonald's? I don't what am think I supposed to do? Just text yeah. them? Yeah, yeah I don't fuck. think you're actually in the metaverse until you get uh, physically, virtually assaulted in there. Okay. All right. get grabbed. <laughs> Have we taken a break this hour or not? Uh, I bought uh, some yeah. land right Let's next to Snoop on, in the metaverse. No, someone already bought that for $450,000. Yeah. Cash, I got the other straight one. cash. No, you didn't. Because that, that other one went for five hundred. dollars With the theory, yep. Yeah, ETH. ETH, dude. Sorry. Too slow. You lose. Line up everything in there. Who is? You is? Yeah. No, you're not. We just learned that you lied about yeah, the first yeah. two pieces of real estate you didn't buy. Absolute fraud. Is your chain, did that start out like ironic and then it just became a thing? Yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> That's how most good things are. Yeah. Well, because if you're a tank top every day, the only way you can look any different, you know? Chain? Yeah. So to be, I was wearing that long, thin one for too long. And I was starting to not be able to see which day was which on the video. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, going through our pictures or something like that. So you just got to keep it. You know, it's like the it word fresh. bro. That's how bro came out. At least I remember we used to say bro kind of like sarcastically to people. And then we just started using it. Sup, bro? High school probably. Sup, I guess, bro? yeah. I guess, yeah. You yeah. guys probably started that, huh? No, we didn't start it. I'm saying that's how it came into my life. Oh. All right, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, time, bro's uh, a good one. Oh, yeah. bro. bro, thank you for bringing bro into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, AJ. Appreciate you, AJ. I, AJ. Thank you, I don't AJ. claim to do anything. Lord, no, of none bros. of us have any original ideas. We're all just recycling things. All right. I mean, that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. I thought I created chillax when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Such a cool one. Yeah, I felt real good about it. Like, yeah, like a week or two. Thought I had it. I was fucking Webster, dude. That's probably pretty sweet week. Dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. You did invent uh, up to something season. So. Yeah, true. Well, up to something season is very hot yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. We are in the middle of season. Piping hot. It is prime season yeah. of up to something season. First time joining us and also a part of the first time women have main evented. Headline Madison Square Garden next weekend. 42 fights, 41. One. And one, that would be 43, I guess. 66% <laughs> knockout rate. Baddest woman of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Serrano. Yeah! What's Hi, up? Hi, guys. Hey, how are you? I'm great. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, no. We are lucky to have you on here. Shout out to Fandle. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out Fandle. Yes, yes. Hey, we're two weeks out right now. We're about a week and a half out. Where's your head space at? Where's your mindset at? We know you're from Puerto Rico by way of Brooklyn. So, hey, Ma Madison Square Garden, let's go. This is a fucking big deal. How are we feeling? How's the head space? I I'm feeling anxious. I want to get it over with. Um, I'm looking forward to May 1st, be, being the Undisputed Champion and having this fight done with. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm pumped. And I just can't wait for the 30th. Do you care, uh, like, do you care how you win and what it looks like? Or do you just want to get a victory? 
Nope, a win is a win, no matter how. Win <laughs> <laughs> over Katie Taylor is a great accomplishment. You know, she's undisputed, undefeated. So I'm gonna get the win by any means necessary. <laughs> how did you How did you get into boxing? Because I feel like boxing is getting a massive resurgence because of a person you do business with and his brother. The Paul brothers have really brought boxing back. I think into the mainframe. You've been doing this obviously for a long time and been dominant for a long time. How'd you get into boxing, and how do you feel about the state of boxing right now? Well, I got into the in boxing because my sister, she started. She's also a former world champion. And um, she started, and I was her number one fan. I was a babysitter. I worked at the gym. My brother-in-law, which is my trainer, um, he introduced us to boxing. And it took me a while to get into it. I saw the struggle she had. Female boxing wasn't. It just started. It was just started get, making noise. And um, I decided when I was 18, I said, you know what? Let, let me try it. And I did. And. You know, they try to discourage me not to do it, but it it blew up in their face because look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Um, the way women's boxing is growing so much. We have a um, tremendous talent in, in this sport right now. And look, we're, we're baking, breaking barriers. You know, you have two of the best pound-for-pound females going at it April 30th, first time MSG headlining. So I'm excited. Uh, you're fighting Katie Taylor out of Ireland, mm-hmm. I believe. And Eddie Hearn described this as Mayweather Pacquiao for the women's fighting division. What are you expecting from her? Are you guys friends? Were you friends before? Do you know each other? How is the relationship and what are you expecting from her? No, we're, we're good friends. You know, the, the difference between me and Katie Taylor, we respect uh, the sport of boxing. This is not an easy sport. It's, we know it's a business. We understand it's a business. So me and Katie are like the two girls that don't talk bad about any of our opponents. Like, we will shake each other's hand and we acknowledge each other. We have nothing bad to say about each other. We're, we're both accomplished fighters. So um, I just, on April 30th, I'm going to dislike her very much. <laughs> and I just want it to be over with. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she's thinking the same thing. And yeah, no, but I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I know she's excited too. You know, finally, two both pound for pound fighters. It's been years in the making and it's happening April 30th. Do you ever have moments during fights where you just, I would assume amateur boxers that aren't very good, where they just lose it and they freak out and they get mad and they start throwing wildly. Do you ever have any, any moments like that, maybe when you were younger? Oh, yeah. I was known as the water boy when I first started boxing. That was my um, <laughs> that was my nickname. My trainer, my sister, it was like, oh, you know, you look just like the water boy. Because once I get hit, I go, oh, like, like Bobby <laughs> But... <laughs> I mean, I've learned as a professional that you have to, you know, maintain everything. I mean, there's times where I still want to do it, but then my coach is like, you know, just relax, relax. Yeah, what are you trying? What's the headspace before the fight? We listen to music. We're having a good time. Are we trying to get super angry because we hate, hey, we hate this woman that we actually like in person? What is? What do you do before the fight? Well, I'm, I'm listening to the music. Um, I have my team there, you know. Oh, what music? My, what music? Um, what music are we listening to? What music? Oh, I'm listening to reggaeton, to oh. salsa, to, oh, yeah. to hip hop. Oh, yeah. yeah, all the stuff that, get, that gets me going. Oh, yeah. And I have my trainer. My trainer, he's super, like, um, uh, intense. And he gets angry really easy. So I feel off of him. Like, during fight night, fight week, he gets really, like, intense. And I'm like... But I feed, I feed off of it. I feed off of it, and then I go in there, and I go like a crazy woman, and, and I get victories. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just go into a crazy woman. I beat the hell out of people. I knock them out 66% of the time. Uh, have you, have you uh, boxed in the Oculus yet? Have you done any boxing in the Oculus? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I haven't, no. That's the, the the game, right? Like, uh, yeah. Do you think if this guy does like the Oculus, tra- <laughs> he he thinks he's a boxer and he thinks he can go into a gym and start? <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. You're is there any carryover? You are an amazing wrestler. I saw you. Congratulations oh. at WrestleMania. Thank you. you. Did a hell of a job. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck Maybe you. Thank you. <laughs> that was not you. That was the over top of you. He what beat I- the guy's name right off of him? Well, excuse- yeah, he did. He now he's just theory. By the way, thank you for that love, champ. Thank you for that love. No I, I, I appreciate that. No, there's like. Everybody, I think, is interested in boxing now. Much more people are getting interested in boxing, both for cardio reasons and because of, like, content game. There's a lot of boxing happening in the content world. We live in a content world. So the Oculus has this fight game where I'm in there throwing, like, 500 punches against, uh, you know, some some British guy who happens to be the champ, and he just has to fucking eat a right every once in a while. But I, I feel like I'm, the workout is insane. I just wanted to know if there's any similarities to that in actually having the fear of getting punched in the actual face, which I do not have in the Oculus. It's a big difference when you're getting punched right back and you feel those punches. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> but, a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But I guess the workout, the workout is there. I, I've done it with the, with the PlayStation, with the VR, and, you know, you get tired. And you think you're going in there and trying, like, to knock the person out for real. But it's a big difference when you're getting punched in the face. How's training? Do you do you go at do you get after it in sparring sessions? Do you have Oh all the time. I spar with men, predominantly men. I mean the only girls uh, sparring I get is with my sister and she's just as tough as me and she's like, you know, you're still my little sister, so she still tries to give me the business. But I'm always sparring with men. I, I hired, I brought someone down from Puerto Rico, Jason Velez. He was um, giving me the business for for three weeks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's never easy in sparring. I love fighting because when there's there's a girl in front of me, I'm like, you're not the boys, you're not the men. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. makes you feel a lot more confidence going in there. Are you fighting today? How often do you fight? What is the all the way up until fight night next weekend? Well, I have one more sparring session. I believe that's tomorrow, and then and that's it, and then until fight night. Okay. Hey, let's beat the shit out of this dude tomorrow night, huh? Let's go ahead and beat the hell out of him so we're flying high. (laughs) Go ahead, Ty. Amanda, you've only lost once, and that was, you know, several years ago. I'm curious, like, when was the last time in the ring you thought, like, oh, I might be in trouble here a little bit? Obviously, you expect to win every fight, but does that happen to you very often where, like, you're actually fighting, you're like, oh, shit, I'm actually kind of in deep water here? No, no, never, never. Even when I... Even with that loss, I don't think I, I lost the fight. I mean, it was in the girls' hometown. It was just oh, judges. Uh, uh, oh, this bullshit. <laughs> we hate it. We hate it. But you know, I mean, we train. We train hard. You know, in, in the gym, there's times where you're like, okay, that you're supposed to feel that way in the gym. In a fight, you're supposed to go 100% confident. Know you put in the work and just make sure that you just secure that victory. What do you think it's going to feel like making that walk at MSG come fight night? It's going to be uh, it's going to be overwhelming, but I'm super blessed that I was able to have my last two fights on the undercard of Jake Paul because those two nights were sold out crowds and it was amazing. The crowd was amazing, so I was able to to feel that once again. And once I go to the garden, you're going to have your people there, you're going to have her people there booing me. 
but it's just going to be something incredible. And you feed off the crowd, so it's going to be something really fun. I think that's quite an advantage, right? Because there's a maybe an adrenaline dump there that could add to a little bit of exhaustion in boxing. That's a big deal. I think you having that experience is a huge deal, right? I honestly believe Yeah, that. yeah. I, I, I thank Jake Paul for putting me on his card twice because those that crowd was it was crazy. It was crazy. Well, I'm sure it's going to be the same exact way next Saturday. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Amanda, are you watching film of Katie before, like, leading up to the fight? And also, like, how often do you have to change your styles almost because, you know, she's also studying you going into the fight? Yeah, you know what? Um, styles makes fights. So um, she's never fought a girl like me. Um, I've ne really never fought a girl like, like Katie. But I, I don't watch her. My team watch her fight, like, um, a couple of times. My sparring partners they watch the their her fights more than more than me so they can imitate her and they'll put they'll bring that in the in the ring so i can you know capitalize on it or so we can work on it but i i watch the her fights live when they're happening but i never go back and watch them again oh i feel like that's an interesting game it's worked by the way is that how <laughs> that's how you've been against everybody yeah uh, yeah why would we ever change anything <laughs> yeah, yeah they, it, 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 they change because um She's gonna. She's training different for me, you know, and I'm gonna be training a certain way for her. So it's just you never know. And then, like Mike Tyson said, everything changes when you get punched mm. in the face. So yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson bro, punched a guy in the face today. Yeah, you know, that guy learned. I mean, a guy had a plan on that plane. He, he was gonna get drunk and he was gonna say a lot of stuff. To the guy in front of him. Yep. And maybe get an autograph. Maybe get punched. The game changed. Game changed. Mike Tyson today. Um, do you look ahead on your career uh, and think about anything else, or are you always in the moment just thinking about this fight? Like, do you have a number in your head on how many wins you want to get to, what you want to accomplish, what you want to do? Have you already done that, or is that not something you would even think about? No, um, I believe uh, this is. I got about a year, a year left. Um, I've been professional for thirteen years. Been fighting for fifteen years. Um, I, I think this is the the cap of the fights, like fighting Katie Taylor. Who do you fight next? Um, making the money I, I'm making with Katie Taylor. Who is going to give me that amount of money again? So it's um, I, I see myself another year. I'm hoping to one day step in your shoes and become a WWE star. Oh, let's like go! Let's go, dude. So that, that's something. That's something I, I'm looking uh, looking forward to. I. I've trained a little bit with uh, with Amazing Red, so I mean I, I dabbled in um, in wrestling. I trained a couple of days, so that was pretty cool. Have they? Do they know this at WWE? They have to. WWE knows this, right? From you? Well, I mean, I, I did an interview with um, with the champ Bianca Belair, and uh, I told her, I said I wouldn't mind doing a tag team with you. <laughs> oh, here we go. So WWE is hearing this, and they are very excited yeah. right now. <laughs> Amanda, you got yeah. This is good news for everybody, including the WWE. Uh, we have one last question for you, if that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tone. Man, obviously headlining MSG. Are you going to come out like dressed as the Empire State Building, or do we not <laughs> do that anymore after Deontay Wilder said things were just too heavy? Forty pounds for his entrance. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I got my um, I got my outfit getting ready, getting done, and um, it's just. Um, no, no Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, you're going to kill it. Congrats on an incredible 15-year fighting, 13-year professional career. Uh, we Thank can't you. wait to watch you blow the roof off of Madison Square Garden. Yes. You deserve Make sure it. Your, yeah. Make sure to get your tickets, msg.com. They almost sold out, and if you can't, make it live. Make sure you watch it on the zone. If you don't, if you, it's free if you're a member. 
If not, go and subscribe right now. You don't want to miss this fight. It's going to be amazing. Hey, you almost sold out Madison fucking Square Garden, dude. Yeah. Think yes. about that. That's Two awesome. Two women. Yay. Two women. Let's go. Congra that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. And a big shout out to FanDuel. Hell yes. Yeah. Hey, always that. We appreciate you. Good luck. Enjoy yourself. And we can't wait to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Thank Serrano. Yeah. Welcome back to the show here on Thursday, April 21st. Do you want to get to peak productivity? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. Well, Roman, today's sponsor, has launched Roman Focus, a... Nootropic dietary supplement that boosts your cognitive function Whoa. and brain health. N O O T R O P I C. Oh, yeah. Nootropic. Nootropic. Yeah. Nootropic dietary supplement to boost your cognitive function and your brain health. Sounds like we might need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A team of Romans and house team of doctors obsessively <laughs> research ingredients to formulate this proprietary blend. The caffeine and L-theanine to support calm energy and concentration in American ginseng, 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 mm -hmm. to help promote memory and cognitive function. Ooh. Let me get some of that. Seems yes. like we need some American ginseng. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The tropics the is good stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're in on this. Very good. Just two capsules deliver the same amount of caffeine as one cup of coffee. My Whoa. God. Wait, so is it coffee or is it focus? Keep it away from digs. Does it have ginkgo biloba in it? AJ, stop. Uh, if you're ready to lock in, go to getroman.com forward slash Pat for $15 off your first order. A Roman Focus plus free, uh, free two-day shipping and also information on if there's any... Uh, biloba. Ginkgo biloba. In it. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat for $15 off your first order plus free shipping. Make sure you click the link in the description if you're watching here on YouTube. Don't be a dummy. Come on. Come on. Send Let's us go. a box. Click it. Oh, you're saying Roman needs to send us a box? Hell yeah. Like you, huh? You really love this shit? Nootropics How come you haven't told us about this? Good. What's it called? Nootropic? Nootropics. Nootropic. Yeah. Is it like a tremblone sandwich? No. What is it? Well, Gump, Gump loves those Tremblons. Roman has new products like every week. Yeah, that's because they're the greatest men's health brand out there. Is he one of the founders of KFC? Is that what you guys said? No, just the Double Down. Yeah. Most famous sandwich, most illustrious. No, the Chicken Little is the most famous sandwich. Come on. You were saying that for a little bit, that that's what he created there for a while. Well, the, the Double Down or the Chicken Little? The little. Chicken Little. Yeah, I was wrong about the Chicken Little. The you Double Down. It. I did. Was he killing people back then when he was working at KFC? Oh, no, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, he was yeah. not. That's why Dave oh, yeah. Thomas left and started Wendy's. Mm -hmm. He's Double Ohio. I don't think that's true. Who's Wendy? His that. daughter? Yep. Yeah. 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 She had a commercial a few years back. Wendy? Hey, yeah. I, I had a Wendy's run there for a while. Oh, JBC's yeah. with the nuggets was great. Oh, yeah. so Spicy good. nugs. Oh yeah. The, oh, yeah. Got that bucket of 50. They had, oh, yeah. yeah, they had they were they had a run with me. Oh yeah. I don't know why why'd we stop? Anybody remember why we stopped Wendy's? When did you stop? Well the one out by the airport, uh people just stopped showing up for work there because yeah. we would go there all the time and oh, then there yeah. would just be like a sign that says like we're not working today. So no, understaffed. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can't get your nugs or your JBC because we don't have enough people to make either or those. Probably but we do have enough people to put this sign up. Yes. The one on two eighty six was top of the line. So I assume after that That's probably that was a in my head, that was the Wendy's I went to. Correct. God, they had great nuggets. Frosties. Unbelievable. That was a form of Miami subs. Yeah. still do. Exactly. Do you still do the Wendy's right now with the kids? My, my kids love Wendy's, yeah. AJ, when you get a Frosty, do you get chocolate or vanilla? I think a true Frosty is only chocolate. And you dip your fries in there? 
My kids do. I never got into that. I don't like Wendy's yeah. fries. I never did. Yeah, you know? I'm not a big Wendy's fries or uh, McFlurry. Too mushy. Guy. I need back like McDonald's fries. Now those the crispy Perfect. things. I can't. Mm. Too much potato in the Wendy's fries. You're saying? Yeah, it's like floppy and weird. Too much mashed potato in that one. Yeah. yeah, they're always hot and ready now, though. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, Speaking of mashed salt. potatoes, I'm happy we got it's to this. Completely different. Uh-oh. Did you have mashed potatoes just like last weekend? Um, what is this? Not about? that I can. Think how of. disgusting were they? And how jealous the- of my French fries were you that I was just sitting right in front of you, housing right no, to the face? No, I don't remember eating mashed. What was the main last dish? Weekend. Uh, it was a chicken parm sandwich, which was delightful. Some you people love a, mashed potatoes. What's wrong with that? Chicken parm sandwich with mashed potatoes? I yeah. did not know. Yeah, he did. As, yeah, some, he did. as someone who loves sides. mashed potatoes and chicken parm, you did not combine those two. Well, You're a madman. No, so you mashed real. potato people were all about mashed yeah, potatoes. Sure, whenever. sure. Not with there, chicken parm. There are no, no rules. Parm. There are no rules to my life. I live a True. lawless life. <laughs> so if I want mashed potatoes with my chicken parm, I don't care if I'm having fucking eggs, okay? And there's mashed potatoes, I'll eat them. No, you didn't, though. You actually didn't. I forced them down my throat, but they were terrible. They were disgusting. There was no butter. I asked for butter. No, they were actual uh, mashed potatoes, not the things you put on top of it to make mashed potatoes taste good. This is mashed potatoes with the skin still in them, and clearly the way that it was in the bowl, I could tell. They just got a big gallon-sized jug sitting down there with pre-made mashed potatoes. They take that little fucking bowl. They scoop it in. They take a knife. They cut all the shit off the top, which is damn near the best part of the mashed potatoes, and they put it on the plate. So the presentation is the problem presentation was bad junk. the taste was bad there was a lot of things wrong it had pulp in it it had a little bit it, of crunch exactly i don't mind a little ones? bit of crunch the red potatoes was it red there was red potato skins yeah, that's in it and yeah. yeah, no i didn't like that was it supposed to be fries and you ordered mashed potatoes? No, no it I, could have been fries. I said I'll have this a chicken parm sandwich. This is actually a thing, obviously. You're mm-hmm. the worst order of all. It's the not worst. true. It's <laughs> not true because the chicken parm sandwich was delightful. No, just remember, though. Just remember <laughs> that as soon as the mashed potatoes get presented in conversation, oh, there's a full conversation yeah, now. Yeah. So he almost feels obligated to order the mashed potatoes, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to eat the mashed potatoes. They get there. They were by far the worst thing on the entire fucking <laughs> item because they're mashed potatoes. That's why. I don't know about that. Honestly, the reason I didn't eat them all is because the nachos were just so goddamn delicious. Yeah, I'm surprised get... you weren't licking them up off the floor, you mick bastard. Well, not to get lost. The <laughs> nachos or the mashed Excuse potatoes? Me. Excuse me. Well, I thought we were busting balls here. I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to Busting balls. We are busting balls, but I... <laughs> only us mix can be busting mick balls. You hear me? Do an percent. God, I forgot about that. That's a, quite a development. I don't say that other thing, though. No. It's very Which nice one? of you. Well, what were you saying in that video? <laughs> what are you talking about? Whoa. He didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I said Fago. What, what were they beeping? Well, that's just movie magic. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I didn't actually. I, whenever you guys play that, I can't even hear anything. All I see is Kato doing the old Spider-Man deal the whole time. <laughs> Kato Kalen was a uh, ball energy, absolute yeah. lightning rod. <laughs> he was ball energy. That guy never turned off. What a life! Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a life, Kato Kalen is. What's lived. he do now? I don't, Crush it. I don't know. Yeah. Dominant social medias. Yeah. He hasn't talked to OJ since. He's so. got married. Oh, nice. All these things are happening. Kato's killing it. Yeah. Let's go to the fence. They call him actual. Uh, no, all right. Let's <laughs> go to Matt in Michigan. <laughs> you talking about fucking no. crowded coke? No, 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 no. Canadian Charlie. Let's go to Matt in Michigan on the Five Iron Your Phone Line. What's going on, Matt? Hey, how you doing? Keep, Keep it moving. moving. And how's the family? Huh? Gobble boo. Hey. Hey. 
See, we had that one on deck for <laughs> good two, three All months right. waiting mm-hmm. on the right time. That so my sense. question is for uh, Pat and AJ, you know, the draft coming up, what was it like for you guys leading up to the draft and all you know, like things you guys were going through and your whole thought process and your mindset going into it, knowing like you guys were about to change? Hey, shout out, Matt. Appreciate you calling in, bud. Um, mine was probably vastly different than AJ's. AJ, I assume you knew you were going to get drafted. I did not know. I had no idea. I was trying to figure out what plan B might have been aside from a pill for a large portion of the draft. thought I was going to get drafted to Dallas Cowboys. They drafted David Bueller out of USC instead. There was no other team that told me they were going to draft me, so it was a nightmare. To be honest, I was boozed up pretty heavily. Uh, you know, we were having a good time, then we had a bad time, and then it became a oh-no time, and then it became a we don't like school or anything else, really. What the fuck am I going to do? And then I got a call uh, from Bill Polian and dreams came true now aj number five overall what were you i assume that there was a little bit of anxiety for you going into the week or no uh i mean honestly not really just because i was still in school i was all over the place you have to take all the, i was going taking visits and then the week before the draft there was a, that week starting that monday you couldn't take any more visits which i was very happy for because i was still going to class so but also at the same time i knew i can't do anything about any of this anything that i could have done has passed like i already met with the team's Already worked out at the combine, pro day, whatever. So I just, I had no clue, and I didn't know, I had no idea what was going to happen. At West Virginia, you know, we don't have, we didn't have a lot of guys that made to the NFL. You know, like it wasn't like it was a pipeline at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I was vastly underprepared for that draft weekend. <laughs> you know, it may it was were you back me. in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was probably me, by the way, not listening when people were talking or whatever, but. That whole process, I feel like looking back, I didn't know shit about fuck about any of it. Like, I had no idea. Nobody does. Like, I was super naive to all of it. I'm glad I was. Yeah, I think so. I think me too, because you would address it differently. But that was quite a wave of emotions there that draft weekend. I thought it was all over. Oh, no. And then me and my dad have a moment where we hug after the entire situation where I get drafted. And Mel Kuyper's in the background burying me. (laughs) Somebody mute the television. (laughs) Please. Then we go down to Puglianos, mm-hmm. of course, and yeah. everybody drinks. Smart. The whole town drank, and then we tried to learn how to punt the next day. You know, it was quite a day. It's quite a draft time. You know, what a moment there. Fifth overall had to be so much fun. What you did you hop on a plane immediately afterwards? I mean, I didn't. Not a private plane. I drove to Cincinnati. They're like, yeah, you got to fly out of Cincinnati at four p.m. So, did that. <clears throat> yep. They don't have a plane in Green Bay. Well, they got $200 million worth of real estate investments every yeah. fucking year. They can't have a goddamn plane to fly players in after they draft them or trade for them. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at me. I've been what saying for a of- long time, hey, we need to get this fucking done. Okay? <laughs> All right. I'm sick of it. Who would make that decision? Mark Murphy? Yeah, I don't know. Murphy wasn't there at the time. Ted Thompson. Ted, yeah. they don't. I mean, they don't have an owner, so they don't have a plane. I didn't expect that. They said, hey, so uh, how far long. is Cincinnati Airport? And I was like, oh. Hour and 15, probably, from where I was. And they said, all right, you got a flight at four. Or whatever it was. Jeez, real first-class operation. At least, direct. Running, huh? at least that made it direct. If it was flying out of Columbus or Dayton, it wouldn't have been direct. Man. That's a long time ago. Okay, so we won't talk about it, but it's the NFL. Yeah, hopefully times have changed. When are we going to get an owner for the Packers, by the way? It would help never, you guys immensely. Never. It would help the Packers immensely. You just, keep the fans having shares or whatever. But you should get at least another owner, I think, to be have a seat at the table whenever things. You think Mark Murphy opens his mouth and any of those other owners say, nope. oh, that matters? No way. Nope. No way. Well, you've kind of been able to just 
get past it because they've had uh, Favre right into Rodgers, but it'll be interesting to see also like what happens to the Packers franchise in general when Rodgers isn't there anymore and they don't have you know one of the best players in the league. Like it, it will be very interesting. No, maybe you'll get another one. Yeah, like Matt Jones. That's the hope. Matt Jones. Yeah, he's gonna, just That's like Peyton, Andrew Luck. Yeah. It's no. worked out well so far. It's going to happen again. Yeah. 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 Jordan Love still might be a guy. Jordan can Seriously. sling it. Yeah, Jordan got a lot better from the first time we saw him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan's a good player. Kirk Bankert's back. Let's okay, go. let's go. Yeah. He's yoked right now. He is yeah. jazzed. I'll yeah. picture of him in a weight room. Yeah. Shredded. Nice. He's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's getting after it, AJ. Well, Zito actually uh, a little bit ago sent me a picture of Goomp and all of his juice ball buddies. Who the hell are you hanging out with, Goomp? Yeah, those, <laughs> those are, guys are all Jack. Tremblone Sandwich Club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lads, AJ. What's those just deal? the lads you grew up with, or what? Yeah, those are my uh, those are my best buddies back home. The Tremblone Twelve. The guy, uh, <laughs> the guy in the black, is actually my best friend. He is he is the lad of the lads back home. And we're not just assuming that they're all on roids, but whenever okay, every yes. head looks the exact same, mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy, the guy, <laughs> that guy is a fucking monster in the Jeez. white shirt. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. He look at the angling too. He's got a good <laughs> setup. Jeez, uh, glory days, my friend. God, good you guys, run. You guys, you when shoot. was that? Um. Back when men were freaking men. Mm-hmm. Five Chamberlain years ago? Cool. No, more than that. Jeez. Look, at it. look like it's about 23 degrees Celsius in that pic. It yeah, does look very warm. Absolutely gorgeous. I was probably 28 there, I'd say. So eight years ago, 15. seven years oh, ago. What a time. What a time. 28-year-old Tremblone sandwich. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of Tremblone sandwiches, <laughs> the uh, performance-enhancing uh, gamblers. Mm-hmm. Gamblers. The PEGs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hammer Down Boys. The Hammer Down Boys. <laughs> yes. The Performance Enhancing Gamblers. <laughs> the Hammer Down Championship Boys. <laughs> we'll be live in about 15, 20 minutes. What are you guys betting on today? Baseball, playoff basketball, oh, yeah. footy. Oh, footy, league un. Yeah. Ice. How'd it go? Nine and four yesterday. Let's Ooh. go. Let's go. I got a pick to, for Hammer Down, too. Ooh, it's been a while since yeah. you've graced us. Bruins 8-1 to one against the Penguins tonight. All right, score. shut up. Our co-sign. Oh, oh you don't yeah. fucking know. Blue Jackets That's right, AJ. Dude. Our goalie's stand on his head tonight for sure. Yeah, Swayman, he's a good gobbler. <laughs> Casey DeSmith needs to figure it Maybe 7-1. to one. Blue Jackets stand. You're right. I hope Casey DeSmith read okay. a goaltending for dummies book. Over the last couple of days, now that he's the guy in between the pipes. Yeah. Well, he's basically had one in the locker room with him and Louis Domingue. <laughs> true. Very so. true. What are the chances Louis Domingue comes in tonight, Nick? Tonight? Massive. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be 7-1, to one, pretty good. Yeah. Let's it's go. not going to be. Here we go. It's going to be 3-0 after the first this, 10 minutes. Is this in, is this in our barn? Or oh, yeah, it's, it's in at Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh? Yeah, the, it's at the paint. The Yenzers will let ownership know and the coaches know. Mm-hmm. If it's 5 nothing or whatever and Louis Domingue comes in and puts up a good second period and third period, there'll be Louis Chance if they oh, want him next yeah. week. Here's what I'll say about the Boston Bruins, okay? We're Pittsburgh, fucking Pittsburgh unbelievable. Penguins playing with Casey DeSmith, their backup goaltender. Penguins are still the favorite. I mean, <laughs> that's, all, that's all you have to say about that's the Boston why. Bruins. The are 8-2 at home in their last 10. <laughs> <laughs> last 10 don't matter. We're looking ahead to the fucking playoffs. See you guys there. I'm going to Fandle right now. I'm putting $10,000 on the Bruins? No. <laughs> no. Should. On the... Is Gino back? I think one more Connor, game. who's our best player? <laughs> Fucking whoever's on the ice. 
right, that's not how it works. I agree. That's not how to, it works. Don't be trying to switch teams because Colorado's got Texas hockey in the Ooh. Oh, no, I'm all about Colorado. You know that. But I, I do ride with Connor a little bit on Boston, especially against Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, we're the best team in the fucking league, so I'm not worried about it. Have, trying to get Connor to get more access. These have been a bit of a tough stretch. Like, also, yeah, if you want an update tonight. on teams, uh, the Florida Panthers are – Minus 650 to win the game against the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> Take Detroit. Come on, Evie. You guys fucking stink. Hockey's I, been over for you guys. I just did money line three way pens. Uh, I don't know. I Ooh, think that's a bad bet. That's risky. Well, I just went for it because 60, every other yeah. bet that you've told me is a good bet in the last two weeks, I guess what? Emptied my bank account. Not sure. I told you this happened yesterday. I did. I said, hey, look, this, this team's different. You did not. You actually said Kyrie's going to score 52 points. Yeah, I, I, I actually just told you Jalen Brown first basket. He did not. That did not happen. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know fucking Bruce Brown was going to come out balling. Listen, I've tried to tail old Boston Connor for the last couple weeks. Yeah. It has been a terrible ride. Yeah, I owe you about 75 grand. But tonight hey. is the night of changes. Exactly. Take the Bruins. Buy 50. All right. Bad gambler. We're back tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Hammer down 15, 20 minutes or so. They'll be talking about all the bets that you need to bet. They are the performance-enhancing gamblers. The champion gamblers. The men who hit much higher than they probably should, yeah. especially since they have a live show every single day. Mm -hmm. Sure. How do the gambling gods let you guys continue to do what you're doing? On They'll put you in check every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I remember the other day. Not right now. They're swinging a hot mm -hmm. bat. Oh, you got a hot bat right now? Swinging a hot bat. How DeMar about you? DeRozan bro? last night, plus 950 first basket. Felt pretty good about it? Ooh. Easy one. Cash it. Wow. We Jesus. hit a beautiful multi-sport yeah, parlay last night. Greatest bet of all time, Mitt said. God, Hammer Down is doing it, man. The boys. Good God. I can't wait to watch. We'll be back tomorrow with some big-time guests. Feel Good Friday on from 11 to 2, Mignogna. Hell yeah. Here we go. 11 to 2, Mignogna. We're SmackDown. Uh, Albany, New York. Sweet. That's the capital. Yeah. It is. It's touch it is. Canada. Cuomo. Stop by Cuomo. Bring Diggs with you. He wants to go on this trip. I don't think Cuomo's still there. Only if I was going so. to save his dog. His dog was left behind. Yeah. Fucked up. Oh, yeah. All right. We're back tomorrow. See you guys. <laughs>